Hey, Hunter. It's been. It's been one week. Boy, I can't believe the movie opens with that. Yep. It has. It's been actually almost a week since we recorded. You have a bit. That was my bit. Was it's been oh, one was... week since we podcasting. We podcasting. Um, you know we podcasting. We podcasting. Yeah, I was gonna try and uh, write like a quick uh, sonnet. Oh, like she delivers, but yeah, I was doing too many other things today before we recorded. Oh like, yeah, just banging out a quick sonnet. <laughs> yeah, you know, like Shakespeare. Yeah, and all those other great writers like me. Boy, just pop one off right after lunch. Uh huh. And also write a sonnet. <laughs> oh boy. drinking bang well, like it's high school we're drinking energy drinks with vodka in them yeah it's a brand called bang it is a brand called bang i don't like know it. send us more yeah i was gonna say i, I don't know if i want to advertise yet because we've never had them before now but mm. we, we tasted it it's not bad it's got a smarties kind of yeah. flavor to it rainbow unicorn flavor yeah. the other one it comes in is cotton candy yeah yeah yeah. so that gives you an idea uh-huh. <sighs> i'm gonna do that every time it's so refreshing yeah. Um, so I yeah. shouldn't have put ice in if we were going to be doing an audio medium. Yeah, it's not the best choice, but I think it's kind of funny. Yeah. It is. It's very refreshing. Anyway, who cares? Yeah. I don't know. Y'all get to hear our ice clink. Is that going to bother you? Yeah. Actually, we used to pop beers. Beers right in, into the into microphones. The microphone. <laughs> which is a habit we picked up being in bands. Yeah. And recording. I was in a band, kind of, a little bit. This is the thing. <laughs> if you were in a band, kind of a little bit, guess what? You were in bands. It's okay. fine. All right. Yeah. I was in bands, you guys. Yeah. Like, you make a short film, you're a filmmaker now. <laughs> yeah. You can put that on your fucking resume, just like Steven Spielberg can. Yeah. Let's, uh, thanks to uh, Rosalie and Pizza Man and everything, you and I have yeah. IMDb profiles. Yeah, I, we have IMDb profiles now. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I mentioned this before. I, like appeared as an extra in a couple of things over the years. And so you're going to have to find them and then list yourself as uncredited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really fluff that thing out a little bit. Also, or, I mean, technically through crowdfunding, I'm a producer on the Veronica Mars movie. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. <laughs> so my my uh, my IMDb is semi-robust <laughs> for somebody that has never left the city. <laughs> yeah. So what uh, what film are we talking about today? Uh, we're talking about 10 Things I Hate About You from 1999, based off of the William Shakespeare play, Taming of the Shrew. Taming of the Shrew. Um, and directed by Gil, oh god, Younger. Gil Younger. We actually watched a couple of things that he did recently. Um, yeah, you want to go through the... Well, I don't have that written down. I know that one of them was uh, The Black Knight. Sarah Martin Lawrence. Yeah, he does a lot of like comedies. He, yeah, they're like hit, they're called comedies. Yeah, just hit or miss kind of comedies. And I think comedies in general yeah. are hit or miss. Yeah. If you can point to somebody and be like, "Oh, they they're having a run in comedy," it's usually because they have a specific style that is mm-hmm. like noticeable but also different. Yeah. You know, it's like like the the Judd Apatow, yep. like that sort of stuff. Like mm-hmm. the reason Judd Apatow was 
doing really well, you know, doing these like comedies was that they were a kind of like pushing at the boundaries of comedies. They were like, Oh, we're going to have like actual dramatic content. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then over the years he's leaned more heavily on the dramatic content and the balance is a little shifted. Yeah. Um, and your mileage might vary about that. Sure. But you know, the people like that. And then there's, you know, they're performers that have a specific thing that, you know, Adam Sandler. Yeah. Adam Sandler for a while was like, Mm -hmm. just like on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to our, Hubie Halloween, and I believe it's episode 43, if I remember correctly. Listen to our Hubie Halloween episode. To see some opinions on that. Yes. Listen to it to see some opinions. Yes. It's going to be our new buttons and bumper stickers. Yeah. Hate Watch, Great Watch. Listen to it to see some opinions. Hello, excellent humans. And Hello. welcome to another Hate Watch, Great Watch podcast. Welcome. I'm your host, Allison Nikoulis, and with me as always... Uh, your, your co-host, America's co-host... Hunter Bush. I don't know. I didn't earn that. I didn't earn that sobriquet. No. But you know what? I'm keeping it. Fine. <laughs> America's co-host, Hunter Bush. <laughs> You're no Kathy Lee, sir. Nope. But who is? Besides <laughs> Kathy Lee, that's the obvious answer. That's like, who's buried in Grant's tomb? It's not a trick. <laughs> I don't know if she ever had that sobriquet, but I feel like she could have. She could have. Yeah. Well, oh, but she left the show. Yeah. Fine then. Kelly. I don't know Kelly's last name. Ripa. Rippa. Yes, I do know Kelly's last name. I forgot it, though. Yeah. Yeah. See, I feel like Regis Philbin might be America's co-host. Sure. Because he stayed. Yeah. 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 All right. So. And me. Well, Regis Philbin would would cede the title to me because he's a gentleman. <laughs> What'd you say? <sighs> You're going to do it, too. <laughs> <So> <laughs> ten things I hate about this podcast. That noise. <laughs> That noise they keep doing and won't stop. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I have to edit this later, but, like, I might leave some of them in. <laughs> yeah. Because it's annoying. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, send us, uh, send us some bang. Yeah. More bang for your buck. That had to have been kicked around the slogan, you know, mm-hmm. conversation. Somebody yeah. was like, more bang for your buck? And they're like, shut up, Damien. We already, we, we already thought of that and threw it away before you even said it. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, so, 10 Things I Hate About You. Uh, it was during a period of time where we were very into Julia Stiles doing uh, Shakespearean reboots. Yeah, she did this and she did O. Yeah, which is Othello. Yeah. Reboot. The, with the reboot, Omar Epps. Reimagining. Yep, with Omar Epps. I, I, had, to pick, I had to pick this week because you picked uh, the last movie. I did. Um, and I was just trying to think of something that would be like fun to, to cover. Um, there's other yeah. romantic comedies. And this was just one that, I don't know, I've been kind of itching to watch. It A few months ago uh, was like the whatever at the anniversary Mm-hmm. you know if it's released and i was like eh, i kind of you know it's been a while yeah so here we are that, that's really all that went into it sometimes there's more yeah also and i think i mentioned this on i don't know might have been um only lovers left alive i'm not a big like romantic comedy person i watched a lot of them as a uh young lady <sighs> they don't all do it for me and this is one that i legitimately enjoy every time i watch it so i was happy to do this because I think it's actually, like, pretty funny and, you know, and, and farcical in a way that a lot of them don't tend to hit. Rewatching this now, uh, it it's really still very funny. Yeah. I, I, I think I laughed at different things now. Sure. Than I did as a, as a kid. But, um, yeah, I liked it. It's very sweet. Yeah. Um, there's some stuff in it that's, you know, weird now, doesn't age well. But remember, it's based on the taming of the shrew. Yeah. <laughs> So it's kind of kind of grandfathered in to yeah. pop culture. Sure. <laughs> you know. 
But yeah, there's stuff in it that's like, oh, it's it's typical romantic comedy stuff too. That of course came from these sorts of stories, Shakespeare and type things of like, oh, the girl's a bet, and you know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The um, it's the she's all that. Was I a bet? Was I a stupid bet? Mm-hmm. Yelling at Freddie Prince Jr. like we all wanted to. In that moment, Rachel Lee Cook was all of us. I specifically referenced she's all that as one that I didn't think was a very good. <laughs> I don't know if it's, I don't, honestly don't know if it's good. I saw it in theaters uh, uh-huh. because my friends and I tried to sneak into Varsity Blues, which was R-rated and therefore out of bounds for us. Yeah. So we bought tickets to She's All That and then we were like, all right, as soon as the lights go down, we'll fucking sneak into Varsity Blues. The start times are pretty much the same. We might miss a few minutes. No big deal. My two friends managed to do it and sneak from one theater to the other and I got caught. So then I just had to be like, oh, nope, I, what theater? Did, oh, that's my theater. And then I went back and I watched the whole movie by myself, which I hate watching movies by myself because I can't talk about it later. Yeah. So, you know, and the two of them saw Varsity Blues together and then they talked about that the whole bus ride home. And I was like, yeah, and this one thing happened. They're like, I don't care. Varsity Blues, shut up. <laughs> um, but I liked it. I really, you know. Okay. But I think my favorite uh, thing in She's All That is uh, <laughs> Matt Lillard uh, is like a, bobo mtv like real world star mm-hmm. who is either from their town or visits their t- whatever but at some point he gets a tattoo of himself on his arm and underneath it it just says me <laughs> and that's <laughs> such a funny joke that basically steve-o would steal in you know like yeah. five years later in mm-hmm. real life and much bigger yeah so yeah it's just like a fun thing but i, I liked it i haven't seen it forever though but yeah this i was like oh i don't know Maybe this won't age well, but I, I, I still really enjoyed it. Those. Yeah. Well, also, it's less witty <laughs> uh, now that I'm older, but the acting is like the line deliveries are just so spot on and there's such charisma between the entire cast. That yeah. A lot of the jokes. I don't know. I mean, I. They would not s- work as well with people that weren't this in sync, I don't think. Yeah. And I was going to say, like, some of the jokes are very obvious, but like. You know, that might be that I've seen it a bunch and yeah. like I know they're I I know they're coming and like that's why the jokes seem obvious. Sure. But I don't know. There's stuff I, Larry Miller in this I think is still really fucking hilarious. He's their dad. Yeah. Also there's a lot happening in the background of scenes. Yeah. Uh, and a lot which is kind of fun because it's almost like world building for high school where it's like, yeah. well, your life isn't the only thing going on. And then on top of that, what was my other point? And that some things end up being weirder than you'd expect. So, like, they, they do the go, going around the different cliques and stuff, and they have, like, the weirdest cliques. And, like, uh, what's his face? David um, Crumholtz. Yeah. Is specifically going after uh, this girl who's, like, super into Shakespeare in yeah. a weird way. And, like, a lot of that stuff is just real bizarre yeah, I mean, kind of humor. Okay, so him going after the girl... I don't even remember if she's named in the movie. I don't think so, but her name she's, is... She's um, Julia Stiles' best friend yeah, in the movie. Mandela. Mandela. He does say that one okay. time, because I remember him sure. saying it and being like, that's her name? Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't think it's mentioned until the end of the movie or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah, he... Uh, that that I think that's just, like, a nice little bow on everything. Yeah. Like, everybody... Because there are, like, eight characters they do a pretty good job of juggling. Yeah. Um, she's you know low on the totem pole as far as like screen time and storyline same thing with gabrielle union is in this she's very yeah. low on the totem pole but as, like as chastity which i'm wondering if that's not another um reaffirming of the themes because chastity is being chased oh, right, right you and, mean like yeah. the taming of the shrew yeah well and yeah that like they're not allowed to date because their father is worried about you know right right, right. 
they're... I've, have you ever yeah. read Taming of the Shrew? No, I haven't. Neither have I. Okay. So I don't know if that character has, like, anything like uh, an equivalent character. Right. Well, and yeah, that's that's the thing, is I really probably should have read the play, because also, same thing with uh, uh, Krumholtz, is I don't know if he's right. a character or how much of... That is, yeah, I, uh, I read a some. Yeah, I read some uh, Shakespeare. I was actually not obligated to read Shakespeare throughout like school. I think they made us read probably Romeo and Juliet mm-hmm. uh, in all of my schooling, but I read a bunch because I liked it. Yeah, and, like thought it would be interesting, and it mostly is. I mean, you know, once you get the hang of it. Yeah, I read a handful of plays. Some because I had to. Um, I could tell you what I read. Okay, I read Romeo and Juliet. Okay, I read Hamlet. Okay, I read Othello. Okay. Uh, I read Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah, uh, Taming the Shrew I never read, so I don't, I'm not familiar with like the character yeah. structure and things. So we'll go by the plot of the movie since we haven't read the story. So yeah. plot of the movie is there are two sisters, Bianca and Kat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bianca Which is... are actually the names of them in the play. Super it's, doesn't uh, matter. Bianca and Katarina. Sure. Yeah. But Stratford is a reference to Stratford-on-Avon, which is the uh, playhouse. The high school that, that William Shakespeare went to. No. Stratford on Avon was it his uh, original, more erotic version of uh, Romeo and Juliet? Uh huh. I think I'm thinking about calling it Stratford on Avon. Yes, that's quite salacious. Mm-hmm. I'm going to invent the word alligator. <laughs> Is that one of his? Yeah, that's one of the ones that he's attributed. Oh, okay, that's I fun. believe it's alligator. It's either that or crocodile, but I think it's alligator. That's funny. Anyway, two sisters, Bianca and Cat, not allowed to date because their father is very protective. Uh, Bianca is Larissa Olnick. Um, of Nickelodeon. I believe she was Alex Mack on The Secret Life of Alex Mack or whatever that show was where she turns into Capri Sun. She turns into like liquid silver. Yeah. But it looks like the Capri Sun commercials. Sure. So. I remember those. Okay. So, um, and then Julia Stiles and then their father's (laughs) Larry Miller uh, who's very funny. Yes. He's very protective so they're not allowed to date and that system seems to be working very well up until the movie starts and then for no reason he puts a caveat in which is that Bianca can't date uh, until Cat does. Yeah, I think with that, uh, it's played as he's trying to like extend it past high school because you can't date until you graduate. I think he figures that she's just going to continue her celibacy because she's uh, antisocial. Yeah, yeah, she's a badass. Yeah, as the soundtrack would have us know, um, she don't give a damn about her reputation. Yeah, we alluded to the movie opens with uh, the bare naked ladies one week, which is being listened to. By, like, four very of-the-era, like, poppy girls in a little Jeep, and they're having fun. It looks like a fucking gum commercial or something. And then she pulls up in her, what's her car, like, Camaro? I don't know. It's a beater. And it's they're playing Joan Jett. And, you know, that, so that's kind of, that immediately lets you know the tone of the movie, which is like, oh, we're kind of going to be making fun of this. That's the thing is, like, a lot of this movie, you, you sort of mentioned this before, that, like, it had the weird clicks. Yeah. And stuff. This almost feels like like a parody movie, like a yeah. not another teen movie or whatever, which I think they're going for. But also, like this kind of feels like the trope codifier in a lot of ways. Well, yeah, because it's also definitely referenced in not another teen movie. Well, sure, everything you know. was referenced in those I parody know. movies. It's, I know. it's a shallow fucking well. Sure. But so you're right. This might kind of be the scream of romantic comedies. Yeah, I think like this is or like high the, school age romantic comedies. I guess. Yeah, this is kind yeah. of like I said, the, the, like the trope codifier, where it's yeah. like. It's drawing all these attention, you know, all this attention to these very familiar tropes from other things where other things play them more straight. Yeah. You know, they're always kind of winky because, like, these are always made by adults. Yeah. And the adults are always like, mm, it's a high school, right? Uh, wink, wink. I yeah. was a kid, huh? Wink, wink. 
this sort of leans a little heavier, which is actually pretty good. Yeah, I remember uh, watching this, you know, while I was in the high school and feeling like they got it in a way that a lot of these kinds of movies didn't get it. Yeah, I think interestingly, like how heightened it is, it doesn't actually represent the real world, but it definitely represents how it feels when you're in high school. Yeah. Yeah, all the dumb drama and like everything, you know, being like some big calamity and, you know, and like other movies do this, but they do it with more of a realistic bent. Yeah, sure. And more of a realistic eye where they're just like, oh, look, it's a huge thing, but then the rest of the world is normal. And it's like, nah, when you're a teenager, there is no normal world. Everything is... Everybody that's funny is hilarious and crazy. Yeah. You know, everybody that's like morose is like a cartoon of, you know, right. misery and, you know. Yeah. You're with your friends and then anybody outside your friends group is inscrutable. Yeah. <laughs> or, or they're a, or they're a one dimensional caricature right. of like what yep. they are, you know. Yep. You're fighting with your parents, sometimes over stupid shit. And unluckily for most of us, unluckily, wasn't sure if I pronounced that, if I hit that un. Unluckily for Unluckily us. for most of us. Larry Miller's not our dad, so it's not always hilarious at home. Uh-huh. I'm not kidding. I, I wish I had written down, like, all of Larry Miller's, like, zingers, like the way I did with the Trunchbull in our previous episode, Matilda. Yeah. gosh. But, like, ev- almost every scene he's in, he made me laugh more than anything else. He's just, like, got mm-hmm. such good delivery. The scene where he changes the rules on the dating, Bianca is like, well, what if she never dates? And he's like, oh, then you'll never date. Oh, I like that. Like, (laughs) it's just, like, such a good... (laughs) And, like, he's an actor, so chances are that wasn't the first take, but he sells that as, like, that had just occurred to me. Yeah. (laughs) He's great. He's got got really, really excellent delivery. Yeah. Um, That's that's our... Those are our main characters. Bianca is a second-tier character, but Kat is basically our main character. Yeah. Um, Everything else that happens revolves around Kat. She's not really our, like, point-of-view character. That's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Uh, what is his name in this? Cameron James. Cameron. Cameron James? Yep. No. Yep. What? Yep. Good lord. Yep. Isn't that funny, Hunter? And, oh, that's right. I forgot. And uh, David Crumholtz plays like Landau, Martin, and we're just going to name all of our characters after uh, famous celebrities. No, it's, it's Michael. Oh, God. What is it? Michael. Michael. Ekman. Michael Ekman. And then Joey is Joey Donner. Yeah. Joey Eat Me Donner. <laughs> Shit, I didn't get that until now. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's one of my favorite jokes oh, in the movie. Oh, boy. And again, she throws that away. Anyway. Yeah, well, because I was like, oh, yeah, Donner Party. And I didn't, like, I thought it was, yeah, eat me in the way that kids always say it to each other in the 90s. Yeah, I guess they yeah. did. Eat me and get bent. Those were... Yeah, I still say get bent. Yeah, I know you do, because you live in the 90s. We talked about this. I am the 90s. I know. Remember remember when Portlandia took off, and everybody's like, this is so fun, the dream of the 90s is alive in Portland, that was such a good bit, and I was like, it's my everyday, put a bird on it, I've been putting birds on shit for years. What? Put a bird on it, that was a big skit from Portlandia. Oh, okay. So yes, into this comes Cameron. I was going to ask, what do you think the timeline of this movie is, because... He seems to come into the movie maybe, like, two months before graduation. Yeah. But, like, I was like, oh, maybe it's supposed to be, like, a whole year and we're just seeing, like, cherry-picked moments from across a, a semester well, or a school so, year. Um, so when Cameron's in Miss Perky's office and stuff, she's like, oh, uh... Yeah, army 11, Yeah, 11 schools in 10 years or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think there is an implication that he had been someplace for the beginning of this school semester and then yeah yeah i mean definitely yeah he's an army brat that's the explanation but my question is what do you think the timeline of the movie is 
Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's probably because, like, prom feels like it's not really that far off. No, when know? the movie starts, there are posters for prom. There's a running gag yeah. throughout the movie where Julia Stiles is, like, ripping them off the wall. And yeah. the girl that puts them up is always behind her going, hey. Yeah. Which is a pretty good gag. Yeah. Like, it's one of those, like you said, background gags that's just, mm-hmm. like, it's never the focus of a scene, really. No, yeah. But it's funny and it makes the world seem real. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so Cameron is new in school, and he, uh, you know, he's getting shown around by David Krumholtz, uh, who's hilarious in this. He's, yeah, I mean, he's never not good. Yeah, but he's just, and he's such a great character in this, because, like, he's definitely, you know, spinning all the plates here. We'll get into that, as you said, four-dimensional chess that he's he playing. I, oh, it's man. fine, I'm not gonna argue it. We'll yeah. get into it in a second. So, yes, he's being shown around by David Krumholtz. David Krumholtz, you know... As you said, the, the, the scene with the clicks. Yeah. Here's, you know. Here's the cowboy click. Yeah, there's The cowboys. closest That's they've weird. come to a cow is McDonald's. Yeah, which is a joke that goes over like a lead balloon. Yeah. He's like, it's McDonald's. Ah, whatever. They got a whole army of Rasta kids. Yeah. Which, like, you know. White Rastas. Yeah, like, you maybe had the potheads. So, I mean, I think that's just, like, the pothead joke dialed up. Yeah. It's given it one form. Yeah. And the cowboy thing seems weird to us. But we're East Coast. This is Philadelphia. There's not a lot of cattle shit around. This movie takes place in Seattle, and there is actually, like, a lot of ranching okay. in, in Washington, certain parts sure. of Washington. I don't know how close to Seattle. I have no idea. I've never been. But I know there is, like, a lot of ranching in that area. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe that's just, like, a dialed-up caricature of something that would be familiar to that area. Maybe. Although I feel like it might be if there was, like, a hunting click in a Philadelphia school where that's not really Philly, right. that's other areas of Pennsylvania. Right, and right. So it's, that still makes it a little weird. Right. It's like, oh, these are people you probably knew, but we're dialing that yeah. that caricature of them up for humor's sake. I remember being in, I want to say, like, eighth or ninth grade, and one of my teachers cluing us in that other Pennsylvania schools usually have off the first day of hunting season. Oh, yeah. And it's something that Philly schools don't do because... It's not a big deal around here, but it is definitely a big deal in other areas of the state. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hunting is big uh, in a lot of places. Yeah. Cameron immediately falls in love with uh, Bianca. Yeah. Sees her and just gets, you know. Yeah, the orchestra swells yeah. and the, the cartoon birds come out. And... Yeah. She surprisingly isn't shot in slow-mo. I feel like that tends to happen. And he immediately is like, okay, I, you know, it, it comes up over this, like, opening montage, which sets the world, but... Uh, you know, he's like, ah, oh, look at her. She's just perfect, whatever. And eventually David Crumholtz clues him into like, well, she can't date because her sister doesn't date. Yeah. And, you know, whatever, whatever. Also, she's into Joey Eat Me Donner, mm-hmm. who you said is played by Andrew Keegan. Yes. Um, who definitely I recognized from other films of this era. Yes. Uh, a bunch of them. And he's always kind of this guy. Yeah. Um, which is like real good looking, kind of a jerk. Yeah. Vain. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, he's a model. In he's this? a model in this, yeah. Uh, he's going to have a real big tube sock ad coming out. It's going to be huge. Yeah. Uh, is the is the, the running gag. And then her best friend is Gabrielle Union. Chastity, as we mentioned. Pretty quickly. I'm trying to figure out like the, the course of events. So yeah. pretty quickly, well, Larry Miller changes the dating rule. And then it becomes like, yeah. okay, all we have to do is find somebody who is crazy enough to date the really antisocial sister. Yeah, which uh, Cameron finds out because... He gets clued in that she needs a French tutor, so yeah. he's going to tutor her in French, even though he doesn't know French. Right. And he's doing that thing yeah. of like, well, I only need one le- I only need to stay one lesson ahead of the kids. Yeah. Like that kind of. Yep. So he's reading the French, like, textbook when she shows up, and then he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And he does, there's a whole scene of like, 
oh, let's work on your pronunciation. And she's like, I'm not into it, you know. And he's yeah. like, well, how about French food? And he's like, maybe we could, uh, you know, discuss it over dinner. And I know your dad won't let you date, but... Maybe for school. Yeah, I thought yeah. if it was for school, maybe we'd get away with it. And she's like, well, actually, if somebody dates my sister, then I can date. And she's sort of, she's leading him on because she wants to date Joey because Joey's handsome, has a car, you know, whatever. She's she's a yeah. high school girl. She's shallow. They're not all deep. It's yeah. high school. Well, Nobody's that deep. It's fine. Yeah. And I mean, like. I'm not they, casting aspersions on high school girls. It's, it, everybody's fine. Well, and they play that up as a joke and stuff because he's like, oh, there's so much to her beneath the surface probably. You just can't see it. And uh, then we kind of like cut to like her and Gabrielle Union talking. And she's like, I think there's there, a difference is between like, like and love. love. Yeah. Like I like my Skechers, but, but I love, I love my, Prada. my Prada backpack. She's like, but I love my Skechers. And she's like, that's because you don't have a Prada backpack. Yeah. And like, oh. <laughs> they both are like, yup. Yeah. Yeah. Just... No, it's very funny. And I also like that she's not a one-dimensional character throughout the whole thing. Like, like I said, no, she's... she kind of decides, we can see in her performance that she decides when, like, when she decides she wants more out of dating and out of herself. Yeah. And... When she realizes she's made a bad choice and then actively tries to, like, course correct. Yeah. And it's, you know... It's all, it's actually like structurally, it's all really well written. Yes. Because you see everybody's points of view at that. Like, it happens at a party. Cameron isn't sure if she's only talking to him because she needs a ride, which she definitely does. Yeah. Which I kind of like because uh, a lot of movies would make it obvious that no, she doesn't really need a ride. She's just saying that to have an excuse to be with him, you know, to spend some time with him, like, and apologize or whatever. But in this, it's like, no, she actually does need a ride, but she also realizes that what she did was fucked up. Right. And, you know, like, it's, yeah, it's it's good writing. Yeah. You can tell that they've actually thought about these characters as people and what their, you know, wants would be. And, and it's a kind of a balancing act between various people's wants and aims and goals and everything. Yeah. And, yeah. like, you know, this, it might sound, like, this might sound kind of pretentious to be saying about, like, 10 things I hate about you, but, like... It's there. Like we're not I'm not we're not grasping at straws to find like depth yeah. to some of the character motivations. It's all in there. It's yeah. just wrapped in this like candy coated, you know Yeah. Teen pop comedy. Yeah. Much like our drink. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's some serious stuff in here. Yeah. But it's wrapped in this delicious, please send me free energy drinks. Now Cameron's motivation becomes gotta find somebody crazy enough to date the super antisocial sister. So there's a a bit of like the Miss Perkins office and stuff, and that's Alice and Janie. Alice and Janie. Janie. So yeah. good in this. Alice yeah. and Janie's like doing a character. Yep. And... Like, cause I know Alice and Janie. I've seen yeah. she's in many many things, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, even though I know her now, I was when I saw her name in the credits, I was like, oh, I don't remember her in this, and yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, Miss she's Perkins, the guidance counselor. The guidance counselor who's writing an erotic novel. Yeah, but even uh, that, I was like, oh, she's, like, leaning into this, like, yeah. performance a little bit she's in a fun way. She's got catchphrase. Scoot! Scoot! Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and she's got um, and she's got a character, you know, tick, which is that she's writing this erotic novel. Yeah. And, which is funny. And so, like, from that, we're introduced to Cameron. We're also introduced to Kat and to Patrick. Kat, played by... Uh, Julia Stiles. Julia Stiles. Who said that? Again, who uh, we also find out that she is quite literally a ball buster. Uh, I forget what kid, but it's so-and-so's testicle retrieval Let's just say Brian Bierman. Just a name I picked out of thin air for Uh no reason. And she has the line, I still maintain that he kicked himself in the balls. Yeah. She's good, man. (laughs) I know. Uh, And then, yeah, uh, Heath Ledger as Patrick Verona. Right. That's where we're getting to is Um, he, he's the only, he ends up being the only person in the school 
crazy enough to take this assignment. He's basically the, you know, Ethan Hunt, Mission Impossible. Sure. Of what Cameron refers to as extreme dating. He's like, there are people that jump out of planes. This yeah. is kind of like extreme dating. Yeah. Which I think is probably the elevator pitch for this movie. Yeah. Yeah, well, and then also, like, he's also a little antisocial a lot. Like, he was absent last year and nobody knows why. And there's all these rumors about him. And he's not really doing a lot to, like, disabuse anybody of their notions about, like... <laughs> yeah, no. He's basically, honestly, even more than she is... He's basically Daria. <laughs> he kind of is. Yeah, like, he's yeah. just like, I'm just doing my own thing. I have my, you know, small couple of friends, maybe. He has at least one friend. Yeah. Because he has, uh, there's a that guy. mohawk kid. A guy yeah. with, like, a little mohawk who's, like, with a bunch of, with him in a bunch of classes, and they seem to, like, goof around together. Yeah. But, like, that's about it. Like, he's just like, I got my, like, one friend in high school, and I'm just, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's very, you know, well, quippy and... Yes. Out, she's outspokenly, you know, over it. Yeah. Um, in a very, like, big way. And he's just like, I don't give a shit. Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> like, he lights a cigarette in their science class. <laughs> he does a lot of things that are very low-key menacing. They're very low-key insane. Yeah. Like, like yeah, he lights a... He, they have, a, like, a Bunsen burner. And he, like, lights a cigarette on it while they're doing, like, frog dissection. And his mohawk friend takes the cigarette and puts it out. Yeah. In the frog. He's playing with fire. Yeah, well, Cameron and uh, David Crumholtz are, like, looking at him when he does that. Yeah. And then he sees them, so then he's just staring at them and, like, burning his hand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's got a butterfly knife on him that he stabs the frog with. Yeah, uh, he uses, a like, a doorknob hole driller to drill yeah. through Cameron's French textbook. Yes, which I <laughs> noticed this time. I'm not sure if I ever noticed, but you can see him later in the movie using it while it's still got a big hole bored through it. <laughs> yeah, there's actually really good callbacks Yes, in this. there are. There um, are several that I didn't catch before that I got this time. Yeah, 100%. Um, my favorite one this time was, I like that, the, the the hole through the French book. Because you see it in the immediate aftermath. Like the next scene, the opening shot of the next scene is David Crumholtz looking through the hole. And he's yeah. like, wow, you know, or whatever his joke yeah. line is. And it's like, cool. But most movies, that would be the payoff and that would be it. Mm-hmm. And then this actually calls it back like many scenes later. Yeah. Yep. Um, my favorite one was, I never put together that the same teacher... Uh, teaches the archery class and uh, runs detention. Yes. Because I it never I never put that together yeah. at all. Um, he gets shot in the butt with an arrow. Yep. Um, because Joey comes up to Bianca. Bianca gets distracted, yeah. And, and, and she's and... like, I don't want to talk to you, Joey. And he's like, come on, whatever. And she like does like a very offhand, like kind of like, well, like, and gestures. Yeah. And let's go. And the arrow flies off screen and you just hear this like, oh. And then... <laughs> In the two shot of them talking in the background, he's like limping and falling over. And then one of the other students runs over and tries to help him. Yeah. And then later when they're all in detention, he like goes to like lean against the desk, uh, like, you know, sit kind of against it. And he goes, ooh. Yep. And I, I, and I, then confiscate, confiscates some pot. <laughs> and Cheetos. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good uh, line read from him in that. Yeah. He's like, he comes up, he just like sees this one kid. He's like, all right. And he goes yeah. up to him and he's like. You look really nervous. And he's like, yes, sir. And he's like, sweating like a pig or whatever. And he's yeah. like, yes, yes, sir. And he's Your like, eyes, eyes are red and bloodshot. And he's like, yes, yes sir. sir. And he's like, you have pot, don't you? And he's like, oh. And he reaches into his bag and heads to him. He's like, yeah. I'm confiscating this. And he walks down the aisle and he like looks down and gently reaches down. And this kid has like a small bag of Cheetos on his desk. And he goes, this too. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Really yep. funny. I don't know who that actor is, but like, that's really funny. Yeah. Uh, also at 
prom, Kat's wearing the mother's pearls, which I didn't really put oh, together. Oh, no, I didn't put this together. Yeah, either. but it's like real sweet. Uh, David Leisure is Mr. Ch- Chapin, mm-hmm. uh, the, the yeah archery yeah. detention mm-hmm. teacher. Yeah, really, really funny performance from yeah. him. But yeah, so I mean, like, there's almost sort of an implication that maybe her and Bianca had a, like, more complete... Um, Reconciliation. You know, yeah. yeah, because uh, the only time we see them before that, they have a fight about them, kind of. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah it's... So their family backstory is that their mom left. Three years ago. Three years ago. Just took off. Um, and they're you know you don't get a lot of details about it but you do you can tell that it's really taken a toll on the family and uh everybody's you know yes towards each other and stuff that is why cat and bianca think their dad is so overprotective and it probably is yeah um that is that leads directly to you know why cat is as you know antisocial as she is uh and like things like that like it is a you know key in their backstory and it's actually handled pretty well. Yeah. Like, all things considered. Well, it's kind of one of those things where um, we don't get the whole story, but also you don't need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Sometimes things just happen, and then it yeah, has no ramifications, idea. but like... Yeah, it, there's no scene yeah. where, you know... Uh, she comes back, or where they're describing, yeah. well, like, yeah, there's oh, no scene well, she, where, yeah. yeah, Larry Miller is like, yeah. well, she was cheating on me, or like, yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. you know, like, we don't need that. It's no. just like, oh, their mom left. Who cares why? Yeah. Like, it's not important. What's important is this. Yeah, the whole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like them all reacting to this thing. It's, yeah. Yeah. Again, well, well written. Yeah. They're not wasting time. Right. Um. So yeah, the rest of the plot is trying to get Patrick, which is again Heath Ledger, the late great Heath Ledger, mm-hmm. who's amazing in this. Yes. He's he really like. Is. I remember seeing this and being like, I love this dude. Yeah. Like I love. I was like, I love this actor. Whoever this is, is I think this yeah. is probably the first thing I'd seen him in. Yeah. And I was just like, this is such a great, like, unique but very natural performance. Like, he, yeah. it didn't feel well, like he was doing a bit. In the same movie, he is both, like, a huge weirdo and yeah. then also a viable romantic lead. Well, he starts off and you you think he might be a caveman. Yeah. Like, he, he doesn't really speak. Yeah. And he's just he's kind just of like... smoking and, like, scowling. Yeah, dark and violent. Yeah. Like, yeah. and you're just like, okay, so this is the bit. And then once he starts interacting with Cameron, you're like, okay, there's, like, not just, like, a character here, but, like, the character has, like, depth and things. Yeah. And then, you know, he and... Uh, once he and Kat start going out, they're both, like... That's the movie showing us both of their characters. Yeah. And unlocking all these, you know, different facets to them and stuff. And then you see them interact with a bunch of other people. Yeah. And, you know, that, I mean, that's how you, that's how you, like, form a good character is right. how they interact with various other characters that you get. Like, you yeah. know, like, okay, you know, Joey Donner is an asshole, so how does he interact with Joey Donner? Well, he doesn't like him. Okay, good. That's, you know, like. Right. Yeah. Right. Given A, let's see, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that, that's how yeah. you, you know, that's how you define a good character is, like, put them in a situation where you know what you would do. And then, like, see what they do, and that gives you an idea of who that character is. Right, yeah. right. So, Joey Donner offers you, you know, like, 50 bucks uh, to take out a girl who might legitimately kick your balls up into your body. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, let's see what he does. <laughs> yeah. Well, he starts with 20. Oh, yeah, he negotiates there's a, hard. There's a whole negotiation, yeah. Yeah. Now, let's let's think about this. If we go to the movies, that's, you know, what does he say, 15 or 50? Well, he says it's $15 for a movie ticket. Yeah, okay. So he's like, she's going to want popcorn. Yeah. And he's like, I'll take it. That's, you know, yeah. 50 
You know, he's like, I have to pay for gas, and then this, and then that thing, and whatever. Yeah, raisinets. Yeah, raisinets. <laughs> She's going to want raisinets. Like, it's yeah. it's very funny. Yep. Because, yeah, you're just like, fuck Joey Donner, and I'm glad this guy is, you know, milking him for every cent he can get. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that it becomes about, yeah, getting the, the two of them to hit it off so that Bianca can date Cameron, although we know she really wants to date Joey. Yeah. And I like that the movie doesn't drag its feet. Yeah. Like with all of that, yeah. like that's not because, you know, movies have a structure. Right. So usually the bottom of act two is, you know, the big reveal of stuff. And then like the third act is the like getting everything, you know, back the way you want it. And then the happy ending like mm-hmm. for these teen movies. So like we have that here, but it's not something that you see coming from the beginning of the movie. No. You know, it's, yeah. it's you know, some other things come up. So I like that they like top of act two is, is, you know, Cameron realizing that she used him mm-hmm. so that she could go out with Joey and being kind of, you know, pissed off about it, but he's not a jerk and he still gives her a ride home from the party, which proves that she's right. He's the, you know, better person. Cause Joey definitely would not do that. He's a jerk. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah, the rest of the movie is, uh. You know, prom, getting ready for prom, and yeah. our cat and Patrick uh, really, you know, meant for each other, and you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's cute. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, what do you want to talk about? Like I said, David Krumholtz is really orchestrating a lot of this. Yes. Talk about um, the four dimensional chess. Yeah. So, uh, he's got a guy he doesn't like. Bogey Lowenstein. Yeah. Bogey Lowenstein. Um, who? What's that click? It's that they're um, in. They're like I don't know. Future stock future trainers IRA. of America or something. Yeah, they're basically like, uh, Michael J. Fox from Family Ties. Like they are little financially motivated stock trading yeah. high schoolers, little, little cubs of Wall Street. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Bogey um, Lowenstein is the yeah. Well, he their did, leader. Uh, I just want to say, yeah. uh, played by Kyle Cease. Yeah, I guess his name is. Yeah. Um, who you definitely have seen in like commercials, a hundred percent. Definitely, he did something. I forget what to oust. Uh, Crumholtz from the uh, the group, and so he's kind of like back pocket, being like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna get him back for that though." Right. Uh, he's like, "I have this ven- low key vendetta against Bogey Lowenstein, and like, yeah. whenever I can strike, I will." But I'm yeah. biding my time. Right. And so it's part of like the the machinations of getting Pat and Cat together and getting uh, Bianca. You love saying Pat and Cat. It's it's weird. So their basic plan, Cameron, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and David Crumholtz, their yeah. their plan. Yeah is to get Joey Donner to pay Patrick to go out with Kat so that Joey can go out with Bianca. Cameron thinks that, oh, Bianca will actually go out with me because that's who she told me she wants to be with. She alluded, she didn't actually say it, but she alluded to she wants to be with me, but we'll make Joey pay Patrick and then, you know, he'll just be hanging in the wind. Yeah. Farce. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then... And so, uh... The way that they're going to provide an event for them to go to is that Bogey Lowenstein is having a small get-together at his house that they then turn into an absolute rager. Yeah, when we see Bogey's party, it's like six kids in a very lawyerly study. Yeah. It's like plush padded leather, you know, seats and crystal goblets and all kinds of shit. And he's like... If they they don't have wood paneling, it feels like Oh, it's got wood paneling, baby. Yeah. And he's got cigars, and he's like, all right, everybody, remember, don't touch anything, ha, ha, ha. 
And uh, then he hears the doorbell, and before he can get to the door, the door is kicked in by a mob of everybody else from school just fucking ready to setting rage. Up, yeah, setting up a DJ stand and putting a keg out and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, Looks like a pretty good party. Yeah, uh, I mean, right before the rager is them disseminating their new flyer for it. The way they do that is just dropping it down a, a staircase. Yeah. For some reason, that's an image that like just sticks in my brain from this movie. That actually is in slow motion. Yeah. And there's like and a music cue. Sexy that go- boy is playing. Yeah, I was gonna say there's like a music cue that goes sexy with it. Sexy boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, People are just snatching. Yeah, it's just you know, this like bright purple or bright yellow um, flyers. flyers out of the air. Cameras pointed up a not quite spiral, but you know stairwell. And then, like, slowly rotating as these things fall in slow motion. It's very, yeah, it's good. There's some nice visual touches and stuff in this. Absolutely. It's not all shot super great. No. Some of which I attribute to filming in Seattle, I assume. Yeah, well, also, they didn't do anything on a soundstage, apparently. Oh, wow. This was all location shooting. So, it's, you know, that has its own challenges. Yeah, so, you know, Seattle famously is, like, overcast, kind of gloomy. It's where grunge music was, you know, if not invented, uh personified so the fact that there's so much sunny footage in this is mm-hmm. impressive and then also you know the stuff that's not sunny and you can because you can always tell you can tell when things are lit well and when it's like oh that must have been a really overcast day and they brought in a lighting rig you know yeah. um you can kind of forgive that stuff yeah but there are still some very nice like just shots in this nothing super fancy i'm sure you know it doesn't have a budget for super fancy but yeah affecting stuff yeah but that's a that's a good one well, and, like, you had talked about them being on the um, football field with the uh, archery accident and stuff, and just the way that the camera swings over and then kind of swings back is just very nice. Because yeah, yeah. It's, it's enough to get that gag to land. Yeah, it's a good punch for yeah. that for that joke. Yeah. Because, like, edit- like, that's the thing about comedy in film is, like, the editing is half of... Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Because like timing is everything. Right. You can write the funniest material ever, and if it's edited poorly, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Or if you can write crap material and the editing can make it funnier. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've all, I can I can say, right? Everybody listening to this has seen a trailer for a movie where there's a joke in the trailer that's fucking hilarious. And you go see the movie and you're like, oh, the joke's in here. But it's a little different because they edited it for the trailer and it's not as good. Yeah. I'm sure we all have those experiences. Mm-hmm. Another teacher, very funny, that I wanted to uh, talk about. Daryl oh, Mitchell. Dar- Daryl, yeah, I was going to, yeah. Daryl Mitchell plays Mr. Morgan, who is their... English, English teacher, teacher, yeah, um, who's really fucking funny. Yes, uh, yeah, he's very funny. He's in this. just shutting down all these kids who fucking deserve it because everybody's a smartass. This is one of those things well, where this is one of the. I think this is one of those things of like they cast a guy to play a teacher who's like maybe five years older than the cast playing the high school. Yeah, like I know that they were all actually like pretty young. It's not like yeah. a Melrose Place situation sure. exactly, but like he's a young man in this playing the teacher. Yeah. So like, I feel like he has the same energy they do. Sure. Um, which makes it work. It makes all this, if he was, if it was, you know, Malcolm McDowell, you'd be like, that's hilarious, but he's a huge dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did have a couple of teachers in high school though, that were in their like mid twenties. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. I'm just saying that's why I think this works. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're in the English class and you know, he's like, all right. Uh, you know, what do we think of last night's homework? And, um, one of the girls is like, Oh, I think it's so romantic, you know, and Julia Stiles is like, 
Hemingway, romantic. He was a drunken misogynist. And he's like, oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah. and you can just tell from that that it's like, this must be every day. I know. For him. He's constantly like, yes, Little Miss has an opinion on everything. Yeah, to the point that when he assigns them um, later on that they have to write a version of a sonnet, she's like, do you want it in iambic pentameter? And he's like, oh, you're really going to bust my balls about this? And she's like, no, I'm really looking forward to it. And he's like, yeah, right. You're messing with me. And she's like, no, I'm sincerely, I think this is a good assignment. He's like, all right, go to Miss Perky's. <laughs> which is the guidance counselor. Yeah. Go to her office now. Yeah. Get out. You're out of my class. And it's just like, you can just tell that he's like, I don't trust it. Yeah. Which as somebody, you know, who, uh, you know, a, a retail job where I have to deal with people where I'm like, in a split second, I have to be like, are they fucking with me or is this a serious question? Yeah. Because that's going to drastically change how I respond to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I'm batting a thousand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, takes one to know one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. We could smell our own. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, this person. Uh-huh. They're a wise ass. Well, they haven't met me. Yeah. America's co-host and the wisest ass, Hunter Bush. Uh-huh. But yeah, Mr. Morgan, he's really he's really funny. He's got a bunch of uh, just one-off scenes. You know, he's the he's the comedy in the scenes set in his class. Yes. The writing in this is really well structured because you know, you got there's a lot of table setting uh, to use the term, you know. Mm-hmm. You got to move the plot along. There's a lot of exposition, there's a lot of, you know, just plot dialogue. Like, oh, we'll do this and then that. it's like that's not important like except to move the plot right but we need it because otherwise the movie makes no sense because we wouldn't know what's happening yeah um but those scenes also need you know jokes because this is like a comedy and you want to keep people entertained and not just like christopher nolan info dump at them for 20 minutes you know all these little little scenes usually have one person who's doing the like plot moving and then like somebody else who's doing comedy yeah and he's that's his job in this and he does it really well um there's well, also, his class is an entirely plot device. It's pretty much just there for that, like, you know, third act thing of, like... The sonnet. Com- yeah. It does It does a lot of, like, plot building. You get everybody's, you know, we further the relationships between a couple of people there. That's a good point, yeah. Um, You know, we f- more firmly establish her reputation. Yeah, as a, you know... And her reaction, like her bullshit with with joey yeah uh so that like when we have the revelation about like oh they used to date yeah that makes everything make sense like it's like you didn't realize that stuff needed to be explained like you didn't realize like why because joey sucks and you hate joey but joey sucks and she's hard on everybody so why wouldn't she be hard on somebody that sucks right but then when you realize you know when she's like oh we used to date and also like it went poorly yeah then you're like oh that makes a lot of sense and then they use that to explain like and that's when i just decided fuck it i don't want to deal with anybody yeah well because you do see him like trying to uh bait her a couple of times yes definitely and in ways where he's usually very dismissive of most other people but uh she's somebody he'll go out of his way f- to antagonize yeah he's and, like, he seems to really like getting her goat yeah yeah and i don't think i really noticed that a lot no because it's doing you know. double duty it's yeah. it's you know i know yeah it's showing that he's a dick and then also kind of te- teasing that they have a history right but in a way that's not like very glaringly obvious. They're not making any like little veiled references to right at no things. point up until the revelation that they you know used to date. Is there a hint now? I mean, like watching it, you know, he at one point calls her like, and they're like, "Cat babe," but it just seems like a dick thing. Yeah. It just seems like the thing he would do to anybody, right? Because he's a dick, being overly familiar in a way that's offensive, right? Because he knows that would piss her off, right? Right? Yeah, that's it's just really smart. It's a thing that, like, handled the wrong way would feel like, oh, that came out of nowhere. Right. But I think it really, really works here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. This might be a masterpiece. 
Yeah, well, yeah. It's not, I, it's not quite, but I do, I think this is better than my recollection even would have yeah. been. I knew I loved it because yeah, it really I'd doesn't do a lot of, as you know, it, it, and we do have, like, a character being, like, our the introduction guy, yeah. into this world. Yeah, which is JGL. And, yeah, so it's, it's all very natural feeling. And then, yeah, on top of it, man, some of the funniest stuff, I think, is just how some of these lines are played. Yeah. Like, uh, after the party, um... Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Heath Ledger are on the athletic field. Well, and stuff. after the okay. party, Joseph Gordon-Levitt gives Bianca a ride home. Yes. Yeah. They have a whole, you know, they pull up. It's awkward. Yeah. And she, like, undoes her seatbelt, and she's, like, maybe going to get out. And then he just goes, you know, like, you were never really going to date me, were you? Like, you never wanted to go. He mentions maybe going sailing as a date idea. Yeah. And he's, like, you never want to go sailing with me. And she's, like, I mean, not actually, but. And he's, like, you just use people. Like, you know, and he. he yeah. He. he Tells her what her name is. Like, yeah. that's, you know, that's what it is. That's yeah. what the scene is. He's like, you might not realize that we all can see how shitty you're being, but, like, you're being really shitty. And it's really obvious. And he says, and just because you're beautiful, you think you can walk all over people and whatever. And then she goes like, oh, wow. I definitely made the wrong decision. He's right. Also, he thinks I'm beautiful. Also, I want him to shut up. Yeah. So she kisses him. Yeah. And she gets out of the car and, you know, leaves. And uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in this. As in all things, is adorable. Yeah, he really is. Yep, is he's is he not like just incredibly huggable all the oh, time? Totally, all the time. Even when he had that fucking Kangol hat and the long hair, <laughs> at least the hair was real clean. Like you just look at it, you're like, I could eat off that hair. Yeah, which is not my fetish, but could be in a shampoo commercial. Wait, my fetish? What? I said I could eat off that hair. Oh, I said which is not my fetish, but right. like it could right. be in a shampoo commercial. No, 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 no. He's got yeah, clean, shiny. Oh yeah, you yeah. know. I actually Silky would like hair. to yeah. hire me to direct your shampoo commercial where that's the commercial is like hair so clean, clean you could eat off it. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> it is, but uh. fuck, weirder commercials have made people money. So let me make a weird commercial for you and we'll both make money. Or do I have to start my own fucking shampoo company? God damn it. All right. If anybody out there listening knows how to make shampoo. Get at me. We're going to make some money because I have a commercial idea. I'm reverse engineering this from the commercial backwards. As all good things. Right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> um, so the next day yeah, at, at, at the at the athletic football field, field yeah. yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt saying to Heath Ledger, like, she kissed me. And he goes, where? And he goes, in the car. And you can just tell... By how they're playing it, that that wasn't what he meant. No, no, no. <laughs> um, it's it's kind of like, yeah, like, nice, where? Like, yeah, because you know. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is trying to convince Heath Ledger, like, hey, Don't, you got to yeah. you gotta still try to go out with Kat. Yeah, well, so at the party, it's it's the uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like, hey, it's off. She's only trying to date Joey, so, like, I don't care what happens. So, like... But Heath Ledger's already kind of to... too, too deep. He kind of already likes her. Yeah. And also, more than that, again, this is good screenwriting. Yeah. He, um, you know, she goes to this party even though she is super duper anti-parties. Yeah. And once she gets there, she just starts, like, downing shots. Yeah. And he's like... Like you do when you're pissed off in high school. Well, that's the thing is he's like, this isn't like you. So now he's worried about her. Yeah. But he also isn't, like, you know, following her around being a, a, you know, wet blanket and whatever. He's just like, I'm just going to hang around and make sure everything's okay. Mm -hmm. So even though Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like, it's off, he's like, well, I'm not leaving because I don't know. She doesn't seem okay. So I'm going to make sure everything's all right before I bail. Yeah. And then it gets worse. And she drinks a lot and then dances uh, to uh, 
Biggie. Yeah. And uh, gives herself maybe a concussion. Yeah. And it's pretty good. Yeah. It's a sexy dance. Yeah. It was good. And I mean, like, the, the shooting of it is kind of dramatic where he catches her falling off the table and stuff. Yeah, they do that bit a lot where yeah. she, like, is drunk and, like, kind of, like, nodding out. And he just keeps catching her. That's funny, man. Yeah. It's, it's good yep. physical, like, comedy on her part. Like, yeah. Um, it's a little hammy, but in a way that, again, works with the heightened reality well, in this. And it ends up feeling really charming. Like, he's got that line, who needs affection when I have blind hatred? I He makes that work. Yeah. You know? Before the party, there's <laughs> another Larry Miller. He's like, what party? You know, what's going to go on there? And she's like, I don't know, daddy, dancing, like, you know, whatever. And he's like, I want you to wear the belly. <laughs> uh, their dad is a uh, an OBGYN. Yep. Um, I'm like, daddy, it's so unfair. He's like, you know. So I can sleep at night. The deep slumber of a father whose daughters aren't out being impregnated. Yeah. <laughs> he's got such great lines and he delivers them perfectly. Yeah. But yeah, so he's like, wear the belly. And he pulls out this like pregnancy belly weight, weighted like vest thing. Mm-hmm. And he makes her wear it. Um, and that's when uh, he, Patrick shows yeah. up to pick up Kat. And he's like, who knocked off your sister? <laughs> and it's like a great cutaway shot. Yeah. It's, it's very funny. One of Bianca and Cameron's uh, dates is at the Fremont Troll. Yeah. Uh, which is a famous uh, art installation sculpture mm-hmm. thing, yep. uh, which is cool. Uh, and as I mentioned while we were watching it, um, I think there's a uh, there's a video of John Darnell, the Mountain Goats, playing, I think it's Hast Thou Considered the Tetrapod, uh, in front of that, I believe, if I remember correctly. I might be wrong, but I think that's it. Um, which is cool, also. Mm-hmm. Just throwing it out there, Google that. It's good, you might like it. All right, moving on. So Cat gets her concussion. Yeah. He walks her out of the party. He's, you know, trying to make sure she stays awake because she might have a concussion. Did you read that uh, that might not be accurate anymore? No. The no sleep after a concussion might might not be a real thing. Okay. Yeah. The new studies show that it might not be, uh, you know, something you have to worry about. Sure. What's well, also like the, um, you know, there's a lot of like old wives tales. Like, yeah. uh, you know, you, the, the, you know, don't eat before you go swimming or you might get a cramp. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know not likely to happen right anyway so he keeps her like walking around whatever and eventually gives her a ride back um and she's still you kind of mad at him <laughs> yeah she's still mad at him and whatever and she brings up her sister and he says uh he's like i know everybody digs your sister or whatever but she's without yeah and uh that really appeals to her where she's like oh he gets it yeah you know um, because that's how she feels about Bianca. Yeah. Um, man, I don't know when this is, but he's got some line where he's like, "I don't know why everybody's so into your sister. Does she have like beer flavored nipples or something?" Oh no, it's that he was. He talking says that to, to Cameron. To Cameron, yeah. Well, she got beer flavored nipples, <laughs> which is fucking so funny and gross. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so so Cat leans in for a kiss, and he goes, "Uh, because she was just recently very drunk." Yeah, uh, she already threw up on his shoes. And yeah. Stuff. And so he's like, maybe we should do this later, which she takes as a, you know, complete um, shutdown. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think he also feels like guilty because like up until tonight, it was kind of like a fake date situation. But he, you know, realizes he actually like gives a shit about her and likes her. Yeah. Um, so now he's like, I don't want to take advantage of this. So, you know, but yeah. So now she's super mad at him. Yeah. Which brings us to, I would, I would say the movie's big showstopper. Yeah. Which is, uh. He pays off uh, the marching band. Using some of the money that uh, Joey gave him. Yeah. Pays, he bribes the marching band. And he uh, sings... Uh, Frankie Valley's. Yeah. 
uh, I don't know what the title is. But it's, You're it's just, just too well, yeah. good to be true. Is it Can't Take My Can't Eyes Can't Take yeah. My Eyes Off of You. Yeah. You'd be like heaven to touch. I want to hold you so much. Yeah, and yeah. eventually just the... just striding around the... Uh, well, he, like, slides down a pole yeah. <laughs> from the... Um, He's in the booth overlooking the football field yeah. uh, while she's having um, soccer, soccer practice, practice. Uh-huh. and, you know, all the other athletic stuff is going on. Yeah. Um, and so he turns on the PA. Yeah. And he's singing into a microphone. And then, yeah, he just starts strutting down through the stands. Um, and then when it gets to the chorus, the I love you, baby, and yeah. if it's quite all right. Somebody's sick to the fuzz on him. Well, so no, he's, the the, he's... the marching band oh, that's cues true. up yeah. and it's great. Yes, it is. It's so fucking good. They do the yeah. whistle like, and then yeah. they just all start. It's yeah. so fucking good. Yep. It's so charming. And then, yeah, he's avoiding security guards and stuff. Yeah, he's and... high stepping through the yeah. stands, like, like slapping cops on the ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. That's so fun. It really. <sighs> yep. And that feels all, you know. Yeah. Like, just like, oh, just have fun with it. Like, yep. just ad lib. And. Yep. Heath Ledger, man. What a loss. Yeah. I really hope that this isn't what gave rise to promposals, though. Because some of those get embarrassing. <laughs> no, promposals are good. Okay. Here's why. Everybody wants their 15 minutes, and I guess some people don't care whether they're good or bad. All right. And that's fine. Some people have to learn a lesson about 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, this is going to this is gonna be great. Yeah. It's basically the, when Charlie proposes to the waitress at the end of uh, the play, yeah. the Day Man, Night Man play. Yeah. Comes down, sings that unhinged fucking song, and he's yeah. like, "Will you marry me?" And she's like, "Is that it? Is the play over?" He's like, well, yeah, but will, will you marry me? She's like, "No, Charlie, I will not marry you." And she's like, "I agree. I, I stuck to our half of the agreement that I never have to see you again." He's like, "Well, I didn't sign anything, so I guess I'll see you tomorrow." And uh, <laughs> it's great. Oh, boy. But yeah, that's basically how that yeah. goes. But that's yeah. basically Charlie's promposal. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, yeah, this was. You know, it's a sweet scene. It's, it's very... It's adorable. Yeah. Everybody wants to. I mean, I feel yeah. like... Not, not everybody, but I feel like everybody wants to do that. Yeah. I definitely, like... I was watching that going, fuck, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> what a good idea. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. If I could do it all again, maybe I would. Oh, yeah, dude. If I... <laughs> I, I, I mean, I've had this idea, like, kicking around in my head every so often for the past, I don't know, 20 years, but, like... If I could just, like, start my life over, right? Like, be reborn. Or at, like, one one year old yeah. or whatever. With all the knowledge I have attained up to this point. Uh-huh. God, I would just slay. Yeah. Everybody, all the time. Yep. Because there's so much bullshit you don't know when you are a kid and when you are in high school and when you are in college and when you are, you know, like, in yep. your 20s that you learn. And you're like, oh, shit, I didn't know that. Oh, like. Yeah. I should have told off a lot more adults. Yeah. That, okay. If you happen to be a kid and you're listening to this, which like, you know, we say some things on here that maybe you shouldn't take seriously. We say fuck books. We kind of mean it, but not really. You should read. Reading's good. Yeah. Um, We've also given you uh, advice on how to cheat also, I think, in previous episodes, how to cheat yeah. at college papers. Uh, so, And also how to defend your... Uh, snowman from Tufts. Yes. There's good advice. There's bad advice. It's a whole, it's just like life. But I'm going to give you some good advice, which is if you're in high school right now and you're listening to this, or if you're listening to this and you're like, I have a sibling or a child or a nephew or something who is in high school, let them know. Don't take any shit. Yeah. 
Like, I'm not saying be a jerk and definitely don't do anything, like, violent or dangerous, but... No. You want to tell somebody to go fuck themselves? Tell somebody to go fuck themselves. Yeah. When they talk... When, when they make you think about, like, shit might go on your permanent record, that's not real. No. No, there are actual real permanent records that they don't even know how to keep track of. Yep. Like, just read some books and shit. Get educated and then go to college and slay college and get, you know, a nice degree and, you know, fucking, yeah, do what you want to do. Follow your dreams, kids. And don't take any shit. And don't take any wooden nickels. <laughs> which I think is like an old-timey, polite way of saying don't take any shit. Uh-huh. But hey, yeah. watch, great watch. Don't take any shit, kids. Yes. It's another bumper sticker. I would like that on a t-shirt, please, and thank yeah. you. <laughs> Don't take any shit, children. Love, hate, watch, great watch. <laughs> nice. She gets some... Again, um, don't be a jerk. You don't gotta be a jerk, but just don't let anybody, you know, push you around. Just be be, be cool. You should put that slogan on a little precious moments. Uh... <laughs> I might have to sculpt a precious moments, little fucking kid. But they also had, like, greeting cards or something. Oh, I don't know, maybe. Hallmark. In that style. Yeah. Some Hallmark shit? Yeah, yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. been a long time since I've been to a Hallmark store. Yeah. Tina used to work at one. Hi, Tina. Yeah, hi, Tina. <laughs> She'll be back soon. Yeah. Everyone will wait. be back soon. Can't wait. Everybody's coming back. It's like the end of fucking Endgame, baby. Everybody's coming back. Yeah. Just going to open all these portals. Yeah. And just like at the end of Endgame, I'm going to cry. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm going to cry because everybody's back. Everybody's so excited. Um, okay, so well, let's talk about uh, Bianca and Kat's backstory. Like, they have this info dump, little bit of backstory um, in Bianca's bedroom where um, Kat reveals to her that she and Joey used to date. Yeah. And she slept with Joey. She's like, just once, because everybody else was doing it. And when I told him, I, oh, and she goes, because it was right. She's like, when? She's like, it was right after mom left. So you get that that is what it is, is it was like she was upset about their mom leaving, acted out, mm-hmm. you know, used a... a an excuse it wasn't a good excuse but like oh everybody else is you know fooling around so like i should too and then was you know aware enough to be like i'm not ready for this and when she told joey he you know started a whole bunch of rumors and you know whatever and then she was just like fuck it and she's like that's when i realized we didn't start rumors but he broke up with her and stuff. he broke up with her yeah. and then like, I, I got the impression like shit talked her okay yeah the only reason he didn't like tell everybody that they slept together was she said uh she would tell the cheerleading squad how tiny his dick was. Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, it's a good, because fuck Joey. Yeah. It's juvenile, but also fuck Joey. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, uh, uh, you know, she's like, and from that moment on, I decided I'd never going to do anything just because everybody else was doing it. Mm-hmm. Which is her whole ethos. But, you know, just like kids uh, do with their particular ethos, you know, of choice in high school, she's taken it a bit too far. Where she's, again, like, antisocial. Yeah. Where she only has one friend. Yeah, well, so being moderate is hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Especially it's, when you're a teen. Yeah, and it's easier to do all or nothing. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, when you're in high, when you're, you know, when you're that age and everything is fucking, everything feels like... Heightened. It's, yeah. Yeah. Every day is either the best day you've ever had or the worst day that could ever possibly be. And not, neither of those things are true. No. But, I mean, you know, yeah, a lot of stuff's happening. You're going through physical changes and stuff, and, like, that has real, you know, changes on, like... Yeah, well, yeah, there there are chemicals racing through your body that make everything feel, like, incredibly important. Um, Which I can say, as somebody that's taken mushrooms, it's a lot like that. Yeah. Except, you know, you have no control over it. Right. You didn't wake up up one day and take puberty. Right. (laughs) God, who would... 
it depends, maybe. Now that I know, now that I know what I'm in for, yeah. yeah. The boners are unreal. Oh my god, they're so good. <laughs> Viagra's got nothing on puberty. Yeah. Yeah. I like know, I know. Yeah, no. Yeah. And also, like, I'd be like, okay, cool, I'm gonna be on an emotional yeah. roller coaster, but that's why everybody's so in love in high school is that you are never yeah. having like it's fifty fifty. It's 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 that everything feels much more intense, and also you've never had a, those right. feelings before. It's brand fucking new. Yeah, it's all yeah. super new and super heightened. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's like if the first time you, you know, jerked off, you were on ecstasy. Where you're just like, holy shit. <laughs> everything feels amazing. And when I, you know, when I had an orgasm, rainbows shot out of my nipples or whatever. It's like, it's never going to be like that again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Uh... <laughs> I hope the kids stopped listening before that. I should probably put that out there. Yeah. If you've if you were, you know, giving this to your Yeah, you should I hope you listened far enough <laughs> to know to stop it before that thing. Anyway, moving on. It's on you. I could go back and edit it a thing or cut that out. Not doing that. That's gold. Uh-huh. <laughs> if I could go back to when I was one years old. Knowing what I know now, I would have stopped this podcast five minutes ago. <laughs> Hell no! I would, I would hop, I would, I would be on podcasting so much sooner. No, not me. Oh, me, them. But the yeah, me. The listener. The listener. Yeah. Okay. Showing this to my adolescent. Can you imagine? Can you imagine it, living an X number of lives, uh, X number of years, just waiting for this moment, waiting for like I gotta stop this podcast five minutes earlier. Yeah. That's like an existential hell version of, like, even more so than Groundhog Day. Oh, because you don't get to just start the It's not just the day. day. It's not just the important day. It's like you can start over at, like, one year or whatever. Yeah. You're like, man, I gotta go through all this shit again. Right. Like, I gotta wait till I'm, like, 20-something. Like, yeah. it depends on what the yeah. what the day is. But, like, yeah, 20 years before I get to the thing. I forgot how much boring shit is in between this and now. Yeah. Yeah. God. Oh. Yeah, gotta learn to walk again. God. And if you don't, if you don't do it the first time you get there, then you have to go back again, and you have to learn to walk again. I've seen all these television shows already. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Everything is reruns. You're just making your parents watch like shit that you like. It's just like awful because you're like, I've already seen like all the good shows. Yeah. I already saw The Simpsons. Yeah. So like, what else is on? Yeah, let's see what uh, Dilbert's doing. I don't know. <laughs> Dilbert. I couldn't. I Did, mean, was that ever a cartoon? Dilbert, yeah. Okay. And it was probably opposite The Simpsons because The Simpsons was on for has been on for thirty odd years, like thirty five yeah. years. Okay. Um, yeah, Dilbert was um, Daniel Stern did the voice of Dilbert oh, okay. from uh, Yeah Home Alone and uh, Well then. Camp Nowhere. No, that's Christopher Lloyd. Anyway, good pull, me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know the guy that uh, makes Dilbert is a fucking uh, jackass. Well. Yeah, yeah, he's like a fucking you know like. He's he's somebody that unironically uses the word cuck. Was cuckold invented by Shakespeare or just popularized in Othello? I don't know. Was that an existing concept? I don't know. Let's give let's give him credit. Let's say Shakespeare was the first one to use cuck. <laughs> Again, if he wasn't, he definitely popularized it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was the 4chan of his day. <laughs> I'm cutting that out. That's just disrespectful to fucking Shakespeare. Uh, all right. So what do we got here? Cat and Patrick. Um, he tries a bunch of things like to talk to her. 
He just tries going up to her. Yeah. Randomly. Like, she's not having it at first, because obviously. Yeah. But he just comes up and he's like, hey, girly. Yeah. And she's like, Bleh. He's like, how you doing? And she's like, just got done uh, soccer practice. So yeah. she's like, sweating like a pig, actually, and you? And he's like, oh, you know, I was just uh, admiring you out there. You look uh, really sexy or whatever. And she's like... He's like, he's like, oh, what a way to get a man's attention. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. And she's like, my mission in life anyway. And like, just shuts him down. Yeah. But a good exchange. Um, yeah. He's uh, waiting for her outside of uh, the music store. Mm, um, she's yes. parked her car and she's like, are you following me? He's like, I was across the street in the laundromat. I, I saw your car. I thought I'd come over. And she's like, great. Anyway, get off my car. I'm leaving. And uh, when she goes to leave, um, Joey pulls up in his car. And parks it, like, behind her car, perpendicular. Um, so, you know, she's like, hey, do you mind? And he's like, not at all. And just, like, keeps walking and goes in. So she backs into his car hard as shit. And she's like, whoops. And then it hard cuts to Larry Miller being like, whoops. He's like, my my, uh, my, my insurance doesn't, doesn't cover PMS. PMS. <laughs> Which is funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, he makes it work. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Um, What's funny is... Uh, Heath Ledger was just telling her about how, like, oh, vintage fenders. It's, you know, nice. And then she puts them to work <laughs> Yeah. And that guy's car in Joey's car. Now we know why those fenders yeah. are so good. Yeah. Good screenwriting. Yeah. They establish how good the fenders are. Yeah. And then, and then the she does fe- a lot of body damage with it. <laughs> yeah, then the fenders destroy Joey's car. <laughs> um. Uh, oh, when, when Cameron and uh, Bianca are at the, the troll... Uh, that's when he's like, hey, maybe we oh. could, like, spy on your sister. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so they, uh, are, like, scoping out, uh, Kat's room and stuff, and she's like, oh, you know, she's got black panties. That means she wants to have sex someday, because you don't buy black lingerie unless you want somebody to see it. And he goes, can I see your room? And she's like, N- no, a girl's room is very private. <laughs> And they have this moment where there's, like, a wide shot of the two of them in Kat's room. Yeah. Where they're both, like, quiet for a second. And I was like, that's uh-huh. actually really funny. Yeah. Yep. Um, and they continue to rummage through her shit. Yep. Um, they give uh, Patrick, like, a list of, like, the bands she likes. Um, so he... And and then they tell him that, like, oh, she'll be at Club Skunk is the local, like, punk club. It's her favorite band is playing. Like, you should go. He's like, all right. So he goes there. He knows the bartender. Um, it's unclear how old Patrick is. <laughs> Yeah, well, because I, he is just straight up drinking in a bar. He is. Um, <laughs> he might have a fake ID. He might. I so he's at least I want to say he's probably at least nineteen because he was out of school for, for a, a year. year. Yeah, his his backstory that we get is, you know, there's all these again things Allison mentioned. Yeah, like, I have a list of oh, the rumors yeah. about him. Um, so they say that he lit a state trooper on fire, sold his own liver on the black market for new speakers. <laughs> Ate a live duck, except the beak, beak and, and feet. feet. <laughs> Which is a great David Krumholtz yep. delivery. Uh, that he had a porn career. Uh, that he was in jail. That he was touring with Marilyn Manson, I think? Some, uh, he, he shuts that down. He's like, he's like, I never did this. I don't yeah. know Marilyn Manson. Yeah, and uh, he never sang with the Spice Girls. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Slept With. Slept With? Slept With a Spice Girl. Okay. That's what I thought he either, said. Either one, man. Yeah, so just all this insane he's got, he's, shit. Because Heath Ledger, in case you didn't know, Australian. Yes. So his accent's not thick, but it, it's a little bit yeah. of a, like a lilt to it. So yeah. he's like, I never slept with a Spice Girl. You know, kind of like yeah. a little lazy. Um, yeah. So I thought it was never slept with a Spice Girl. Might be. But so, in fact, he lived in Australia until he was 10. Yeah, hence the accent. Uh, and that he spent last year caring for uncle. Uh, his uncle. Who was ill. Yeah. 
And he's like, so I spent a lot of time sleeping on his couch, watching Wheel of Fortune and making SpaghettiOs. Yep. Um, so yeah, he, he probably took a year off and then, yeah. But he's like just hanging out in a, in a CD bar, a biker bar, a tough bar, Which, playing like, pool. Man, uh, when, when Cameron and, uh, David Crumholtz and Krumholtz. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, when they walk in, he's, you know, he's like, oh, don't touch anything, I've got hepatitis. But then Krumholtz he- says, yeah. But then he totally ruins this pool game. <laughs> he picks up an For eight money. ball and looks at it and then puts it back down the table and it totally messes up this other guy's shot. And I can't believe he didn't get his ass beat. <laughs> no, it's it's actually funnier that it's, that that's not the case. No, I know. It's funny, the dude just like takes yeah. the money and is like, haha, and it's just like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, boy. Which that's another thing that I forget happens. It is very funny. It's good. And again, yeah, it's just it's it's chaos around our central characters. Yeah, it's just like where can we squeeze in a little joke that yep. doesn't break the world? Yeah, because yeah. I mean that's the other thing is like other other you know more heightened things that are this parodic you know yeah would would not care about breaking the world. Look, like, it doesn't matter. It's a parody. Yeah, like you know, so like you can just have somebody go off screen and explode and have a severed limb fly by. Like who cares? Like yeah or whatever and this avoids that no. while also still feeling crazy and zany yeah there's always like a cause and effect there's very frequently again saying not to do a thing and then paying it off sure um you but know. yeah like all the things yeah. in it feel like like the fact that they all happen you know to the same group of people in a you know in a relatively small amount of time um is a little crazy but they all feel like this is unlikely but possible yeah you know like teacher got shot in the butt with an arrow you know like that kind of stuff where it's like that's unlikely but possible it's the same thing as the rumors about patrick where it's like that seems unlikely but i guess it's possible i don't know that it's not yeah i don't know that he you know doesn't know marilyn manson you know or whatever well and i mean like i don't know i don't think i had a lot of like rumors about other students in my high school but there were definitely like yeah like urban legend type things that like yeah yeah yeah. every school's got urban legends so you know it's i don't it feels very reasonable in in a weird way yeah yeah but yeah so uh patrick goes to the skunk club he knows the bartender mm-hmm. like he comes in and the bartender's like verona what are you doing here mm-hmm. and he's like oh, whatever. and um we see cat like dancing with uh, uh mandala yeah and she's like you know i'm gonna get some uh agua i, I need agua i need agua yeah. there's a lot of casual spanish i guess west coast yeah right yeah I mean, it's also the years that you're being forced to take a language, so... It's true, yeah. You know, people probably... But there's a lot of people, yeah, like, hola, like, I, coming I, up and being like, hey, hola. I knew a lot of people that uh, would put Spanish or French in casual conversation. Yeah, because they were taking Be- it. Yeah. yeah. Either because they were taking it or because they thought it made them sound more cultured than they were. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, it doesn't always... Down day esta. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no. Yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, so I had a dude in my grade that would do uh, es claro all the time, which is obviously sort of in Spanish. It's clear. It got annoying. See. Si. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, es claro. Yeah, yeah. She sees him. She's like, "What are you stalking me?" Yeah, she starts to tell him off. Yeah. And he's like, "Do you mind? You're kind of ruining this for me." She's like, "You like this band?" And he's like, I mean, there are no Bikini Kill or the Raincoats, but they're pretty good. Which, that was what flirting was for you in high school, right? Naming all the bands you like? Oh, no. Nobody knew any of this shit. I, I mean, in high school, I was a huge dork. Uh-huh. 
I liked uh, I liked pretty much all the like the bands that everybody liked. I had no definitive taste. I just liked you know I watched MTV, so I liked anything that was on MTV because that was what I was exposed to. Sure. Um, like in high school was when I started to listen to the radio. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And like, you know, found a radio station that played more stuff I liked, and then also had like a local and indie like block mm-hmm. on like Sunday nights. Um, so that was where I was, I would find stuff where I'm like, wow, this isn't played everywhere, but it, c- it should be. It's the same music. Like, how come I never heard of this band, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's actually like where the first time I heard like Murder by Death. Mm. I didn't realize it wow. for years, but like, yeah, this, this radio show played, um, something from, uh, it might've been the devil in Mexico, mm. something. And, you know, I, cause I remember like, I was like, oh, this is fucking great. And I had, like, I was carrying a notebook because my memory is garbage. So I didn't have a cell phone at the time to take notes on, so I had a little pocket notebook. And I wrote Murder by Death, Band, in my notebook. And was like, yeah, I'll look these up, these guys up later. And it was, like, not for another, like, maybe two years or something. And then I ended up, they were opening for a band at a show I went to see. And I was like, oh, shit, I know this band. Yeah. I was like, I've heard of them. And then, you know, then they played their set. And I was like, this is great. Yeah. Turns out this is great. It was... I feel like a bad show for them, but it was awesome because they're like van broke down or something. Oh boy. Um, so, you know, they came out and, and they had like a whole, you know, thing of like, these aren't our instruments. Yeah. We had to borrow stuff, you know, not, not everything, but like we had to borrow some stuff. Like I'm pretty sure nobody else had a cello. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) They're like, you know, this isn't all our stuff. Our stuff's in the van. The van broke down. Like it's been a rough night. And uh-huh. then Adam, like, opened a fucking bottle of whiskey and just, like, took a big swig. Of course he did. And then sat it down, like, you know, on the stage next to him. And then they played, you know, their first song or whatever. And I was like, is he going to drink that whole bottle of whiskey? And then, like, through the fucking, you know, through their set, he drank most of a bottle of whiskey. And I was like, we could be friends. Yeah. That was also me. And, you know, at yeah. that time, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just drink straight whiskey. Uh-huh. That's how I'll deal with my emotions. Yep. <laughs> it worked okay. The I, easiest I, way to deal with emotions is to not have them. Yeah, yeah. Alcohol is a very good <laughs> tamper downer. Yeah, yeah. I would drink straight whiskey and then I would do push-ups. Yep. Because Except I the had times extra where it energy. Works the other way, and you end up crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fine line. I know. The push-ups help. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a frequent thing you could find a drunk hunter at parties doing. Yeah. In a room no one else is in, just doing push-ups. So yeah, I watched that and I was like, yeah, me and this band could be friends. And I think I bought their, like, vinyl, like their LP mm-hmm. from, from from that show. Yeah. It's a good show. Yeah. I've been a fan ever since. Yeah. Hello, Murder by Death. Hi. I don't know. What else? Yeah, I don't know. They're, they're... Yeah, they're they're at the club and the music stops suddenly while he's telling her that she looked sexy out yeah. there. And then it's, it's, an it's, entire room of mostly women just start tittering. Yeah, just laughing at him. And he handles it well. He's just like laughs. He's like, yeah. I said it. Yeah, he's like, I got it. He's like, oh, all right. <laughs> didn't, didn't think everybody would get to hear it, but here we are. He's like, I saw you dancing out there earlier. And everyone's like, you look so sexy. Yeah. And everyone's like, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. And she laughs. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And he handles it well. So she's like, I think I like him. Yeah. Um. He definitely manages to nail, like, again, being both a weirdo, quiet kid, you know, menacing, and then also being, like, you know, a romantic lead and somebody that, like, sometimes... He's charming. Yes, exactly. I mean, like, surprising no one, Heath Ledger had, you know, charisma. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Like that's that's what it is. He's he's cool. Yeah. Like even you know even though he was just critically embarrassed in front of this entire you know club. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't fucking you know. He's also got a lot of different levels of smile. Yeah, yeah. He definitely can do little smirks or like actually just like you know yeah. full on. You know. That's a good smile yeah. too. I know. He's a handsome man. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah, there's a whole thing where it's like, oh, she likes pretty boys because there's a picture of Jared Leto in ugh, one of her God <laughs> fucking drawers. the worst. I mean, like, accurate, like, to the era of, like, if you were to pick a pretty boy that a teenage yeah. girl would like, it would be Jared Leto. But, ugh, that guy. Yeah, but so Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like, yeah, just to let you know, she likes pretty boys. And he's like, you don't think I'm pretty? It's, it's the two jokers. Yeah, I know, it is. We're definitely Camp Ledger. Yeah, I mean, come on. Jared Little is one of the most annoying people that's ever existed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jared Leto is the human version of when Jim Carrey says, do you want to hear the most annoying noise in the world in Dumb and Dumber, and then makes that noise for 45 seconds, like a like a dial-up router. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's Jared Leto to yeah. me. Nails on a chalkboard, that man. Yeah. Heath Ledger was a good joker. Great also, joker. Also Mark Hamill. <laughs> yep. There's a lot of great jokers. Jared Leto's not yeah. one of them. Yeah, man. Ugh. Oddly enough, Joaquin Phoenix was, but that movie was not. Oh, yeah. I yeah. forgot about that because I don't think about that movie a lot. It's not a movie. <laughs> it's not a movie. I think Joaquin Phoenix gave a really good performance, kind of, but I think it's all a mess and the movie's not a movie, so yeah. we don't have to talk about it. Sure. On this on this podcast, we only talk about movies and the Joker's not a movie, so we don't have to talk about it. Don't know what to tell you. Unless so somebody brings it. No, we won't cover it. <laughs> Okay. They're not, you know, they can't bring like the audio CD of a museum tour because that's not what we cover on this podcast. Okay. We only cover movies, and the right. Joker's not a movie. Okay. So we're not covering it. Oh, but yeah. So he's like, you know, you don't think I'm pretty, and uh, Kermit Holtz is like, no, he's pretty. You're pretty. They, they both thump for. Yeah. yeah. They're like bad. No, no. I just thought. Like, uh, yeah. No. I, I just. I, thought, I, I, just, I, just, I, just I didn't know. I, I didn't know. Did, I wasn't yeah. sure. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> very. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> Yeah. The performances in this are, like, all yep. very winning. Like, yep. all across the board. Um, yep. Even, I love Gabrielle Union, and she's yeah. very, like, she's very minor in the, you know. Yeah, but she definitely manages she has an the arc. whole, like, cutthroat, you know. Yeah, like, she, honestly, like, she has an arc. It's any not, cost kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not elaborate. And it's not nuanced. She is, you know, Bianca's best friend, mm-hmm. who, whatever, she's kind of exactly like Bianca when we first see her, and then when she sees her moment to be like, hey... Maybe Joey wants to go out with me instead of you. Sucks to be you. Then she, you know, from then on, she's like cutthroat and yeah. a total bitch. And, you know, and it's like, yeah, it's not much of an arc, but it is an arc. Like, she's a yeah. full character. And it's also very, you know, high school politics yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's funny that, like, you know, she tells Bianca at the prom where she's like, uh, and Joey had a bet with his friends that he was going to nail you tonight. Mm-hmm. And Bianca gets mad where I was like. I would have just been like, so he's going to nail you instead? Okay. Have fun with that. Heard it's not great. (laughs) Yeah, that's, yeah. That's a missed opportunity. Yeah. (laughs) Again, script Dr. H-Bus. I'm available. Have me punch up your scripts from 20 years ago that I've seen a hundred times. Um... This really doesn't need a lot of punching up. It doesn't. No. Really... That that one thing is like it, my one it maybe. It punches plenty on its own. Yeah, my one maybe quibble is yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But mostly, yeah, this is really solid. Um, yeah. So, okay, we get Ledger's backstory at the prom. No, he tells her that. 
No, no, not, not, I'm sorry, not the uncle. He tells her the whole thing with, um, I guess it's the Joey thing, right? Oh, yeah. He explains all that at the... Yeah, well, so, um, Joey comes up Wait, 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 no. What is it? There's something at the prom. Yeah, Joey comes up... No, no, not that. I know what you're going to say. That Joey comes up and rats him out, and then he has a fight with Bianca. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. There's something before that. Shit. Because I was really impressed that he delivered he delivered this whole like long speech while dancing, and I can't think of what it is now. Because yeah, they they go on a paintball date earlier, and yeah. coming back from that is when he tells her about his uncle. Yes, and then and, and then they end up having kind of a fight because uh, he asks her to prom, and she's like, "Why are you pushing this?" Yeah, like what's in it for you? And he he kind of forgot that he had, there actually is something in it for him besides just the pleasure of her company. Right. So then he doesn't handle it well. Well, and that's the thing is he tries to play it off and then she presses him and then he flat out lies to her. And you can, and that's sort of like the breaking point there is when, once he says the pleasure of your company, he's like set this up oh, yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah. Once she asks him, he's, it's a, it's a downhill. Yeah. Where he's like, uh, uh, uh and yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He seems like he's lying. Yeah. Um, so you don't blame her for being like, that's really weird. You're doing this extremely weirdly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember now. But there's something at the prom where he I explained mean... something to her. And I was really impressed that he was, like, delivering this whole, like, speech to her while dancing. Can't mm-hmm. think of what it was now, though. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, he did the whole, like, uh, I called it a favor. Because, like, the band that was at Skunk is also playing the prom and stuff. Yeah, is that Save Ferris? Is that I, who that is? I don't know. I I mean Who's the band on the roof at the end? I thought it was Letters to Cleo. Oh, is it? I thought so. Oh yeah, it says Letters to Cleo's on the roof. I Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Is that who's playing it? Okay. All right. I thought it was supposed to be them the whole time. But also, uh Save Ferris is on here a couple of times. I'm on the soundtrack. Okay, what do they do? Because maybe I'm just, I'm remembering it from uh, the soundtrack. I must have had the soundtrack, I'm I sure. know, and Can't Stop. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, okay. I so, must just be confusing it with, because the, yeah, I definitely had the soundtrack, so. It's, it's a good soundtrack. It is, yeah. I, like I said, I definitely had it, and I liked it. Yeah, like, the songs are good. Uh, the times that, uh, oh yeah, Cruel to be Kind is Letters to Cleo. Okay. Yeah, and that's what's playing yeah, at the, the roof. prom. Yeah. No, uh, uh, I want you to want me is what they play on the roof. Oh yeah, cool to be right. kind is what they play, play the at the prom. Yeah, you know, yeah, they're all great songs. The times that they're covers, they're good covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the era of like pop punky covers. Yeah, there's a whole couple of CDs about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was something where I just remember being like, wow, he delivered that whole like you know not long but like monologue, uh, while dancing, and I was like, that's mm-hmm. you know that shit's tough. Yeah. Oh, we watched Community. We were watching Community recently. The Meow Meow Beans episode. Uh-huh. Uh, where, you know, Jeff has to deliver his, like, big speech, like, you know, um, a, whatever, about the whole, the hierarchy and all that stuff, while doing that, like, weird square dance kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, they're, I don't even know what to call it, but yeah, it's supposed to be, like, a little space dancing Space thing. line they all, dancing. They, they all have, like, little, um, glowing orbs on their hands. Yeah, it's yes. just, and it's all weird, so weird. but yeah. yeah, and I just remember like watching that and being really impressed and thinking about how hard that must have been. Yeah. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, Joey blows up Patrick's spot and yeah. it's like, Hey man, I paid you to, you know, paid you to take out cat. And now 
I got blown off so that she could uh, so Bianca could go out with Cameron. This is news to Cat. Yeah, she's she, she takes it as well as you could expect. Yeah. Um, and that's one of my favorite uh, line deliveries is David Crumholtz comes up to Cameron. And he's like, the shit hath hitteth the fan. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because he, uh, he left a dress, um, a fancy pseudo medieval dress um, in Mandela's uh, locker, locker with like a note like signed, you know, from William Shakespeare. Yeah. Well, wilt thou go to the prom with me? That kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. And then uh, he like, you know walks off the stage walks up to her in the crowd and then they start dancing and it's cute yeah and he's in a weird kind of he kind of looks like palette swapped austin powers actually oh um because it's like a red like crushed velvet like outfit with an ascot and i was like it's not that far off from austin powers. yeah yeah <laughs> joey punches Cameron in the nose and then bianca punches joey in the nose and he says twice, shit and then bianca i have a nose spray ad tomorrow uh-huh. She's like, you know, and that's for my sister, and that's for hitting my boyfriend, and this is for, for me, me, and she needs him in the testicles because you're not a Stratford sister if you're not ruining somebody's balls. Oh, yeah, that's like, that's yeah. their family crest. Yeah. Just a pair of shattered globes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And yeah, after the problem, like, Kat's so sad, and, you know. Yeah, Bianca, Bianca and Cameron, Cameron are finally going sailing. And yeah, stuff. going sa- sailing. Um, Larry Miller comes out and he's yeah. like, "Where's your sister going?" And she's like, "Oh, she said something." Cat uh, says, "Oh, she said something about uh, bikers, big ones, full of sperm." Yeah. And he's like, "Ha ha ha," you know. Yeah. Um, earlier in the movie, she had applied and got into Sarah Lawrence, uh, which is across the country. Yes. And Dad doesn't want her to go. And yeah, this is his like monologue. Uh, yeah. It's about fathers and daughters. You know, he's like, you know, most daughters let, you know, Bianca, I still get in a few innings here and there. He's like, you've had me on the bench for years. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, it's, it's it's tough once daughters can run their own lives. I'm, you know, fathers end up just being a spectator. And now if you're moving across the country, I don't even get to watch the game. Yeah. And it's sweet. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, when you go to Sarah Lawrence, I want to be able to watch the game. She's like, when I go? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, I hope you didn't change your mind because I already wrote them a check. Yeah. 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 Also very dadly. Yep. And then, yeah, she finds a, uh, well, she, she reads her poem in class about she doesn't actually hate uh, Patrick. Yeah. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, apparently the crying was an ad lib. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's she's good. It is. She messes up. Yeah. Which is still, it's, it's very, uh, like real little bit flustered reading in front of the class kind of thing yeah yeah it's it's really good it's a yeah. really good take really good performance from yes. her yep and then yeah uh he buys her a guitar because she talked about uh starting a starting band a band leaves it in her car yeah and when and... she leaves for the day like so she reads her sonnet and then you know is crying and then runs out of the class and he's just sitting there um and then like it cuts to outside the school at the end of the day and she goes to her car and there's a guitar in it yep she's like you can't just buy me a guitar every time you screw up yeah and he's like <laughs> Which i always found that very funny yeah, yeah. and he's like oh, i know there's also drums and bass and maybe one day even a tambourine yep which is cute yeah very cute yep um and then yeah they kiss and then uh big old helicopter shot 
yeah. up to the roof, and uh, you said this was, like, extremely harrowing to shoot, because yeah, appara- Letters to Cleo is up there. Yeah, apparently uh, the platform that they had the band on wasn't very big, and it's very windy on the roof of yeah. a building. Because it was of not it very is. big. Um, also, apparently the high school that they were shooting at maybe used to be or was intended to be a major, like, train station that oh, suffered yeah. fire damage, and they rehabbed oh. it into a high school. That's so that's wild. also why the architecture is so insane. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it, it's very um, dramatic looking, a building. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so they do this helicopter shot where it goes you know, up to the roof and kind of circum, or, uh, you know, circles, circles the band and then kind of flies off. I think also all things over the credits have um, like outtakes. Yeah. What so did we, we learn from the outtakes, Allison? Uh, we learned that everybody was just having very horny goofabouts. It's a real horny bunch of outtakes. <laughs> it's a lot of people kissing each other when they're not supposed to be kissing each other. Coming on to each other. Coming on to each other when they're not supposed to be coming on to each yeah, other. Like, like at oh, the boy. at the prom, I think it's at the is it at the prom? It's at the party. Oh, it's at the party. Yeah. All the Cameron... all the lights go down except yeah. for the spotlight on yeah. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah. And you can see him reacting like yeah. this this wasn't in like yeah. Well, the run like, through because like he's you know seeing bianca go off with joey and stuff and so he's kind of like realizing like oh she's not really here supposed to be here yeah, with me it's his reaction yeah. to like oh wow shit like she she used me yeah but then like you can see him kind of being like why are the lights being weird yeah and then david crumholtz like turns to him and goes there's better for you there always has been and it's right here and he like moves in <laughs> for a kiss and like it's really funny yep <sighs> yeah uh, you also get a lot of like scenes where they're supposed to be dancing and where they put music in later, but so you just hear everybody's feet. <laughs> yeah, so I think I mentioned on the podcast before, this is not where I learned that. I learned that in uh, the making of Can't Hardly Wait. Uh-huh. Um, they were talking about, you know, like they, they were showing outtakes or dry runs through scenes and like, yeah, there's a lot of, it's a party movie. It's, at, you know, yeah. mostly set at a party. Yeah. So every one of those scenes, you just, it's just all these like. Yeah, extras. Like, like grooving in the background, but so you, yeah, just hear all these feet. <laughs> millions of shoes, like yeah. <laughs> Not millions, but yeah. Oh, you, you don't think it was millions? Oh my god! Huh? You don't think there was half a million people at that prom? Okay, yeah, no, you're probably right. <laughs> and, that is a big school. But yeah, and they're just Slash like station. <laughs> they're just like you know whatever. Uh, I have a nose spray on tomorrow, Bianca, or whatever. It's like clump, 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 clump. Like yeah, yep. Which is fun. Um. One of the outtakes, Cat uh, and Bianca turn the corner, and Allison Janney and um, the uh, the other the the detention teacher who got the arrow in the butt, um, they're like making out. Yeah, and also isn't he like he's supposed to be like naked? He's like mostly naked. He's yeah. in his underwear or something. Yeah. So he's like he's like cowering behind her, and she's like to my office right away, and he's like too sweet. Yeah, it's so fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Um, seemed like a great and time though. They're losing their shit too. Oh, everybody's uh, cracking up yeah. and all the it's and like the 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 crew is laughing yep. and like um, there's a driving scene where I guess one of the crew like throws themselves across the windshield as though they hit somebody. Yeah. And then um, you know somebody pops up in the back seat and like it's just like it looked like it's probably the best time. Yeah. It looked really fun. Yeah. And I mean, like the thing is, like I said throughout this whole thing, you really do get a lot of really good chemistry between actors and good line deliveries for things that wouldn't necessarily be as funny except for how people emote or play off of each other yeah no and like you know this is pretty early in uh just gordon levitt's like film career yeah um i think he was still doing uh third rock from the sun while this came out 
Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, that's that seems right. Yeah. I know, like he did like one of the Halloween season, like the cold open of a Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's H two O, but don't hold me to that. But yeah, like he's very good in it. You know, like it's from what I understand, hard to make that transition from TV to film sometimes. But like he yeah. does a great job. And L- Larissa Olnick, as I mentioned, was like a Nickelodeon actress or Disney Channel. Maybe I think it's Nick. Anyway, yeah. But like also TV, and I think she's really good in this. Yes. You know. Um again a lot of her acting is like all on her you know there's she doesn't have as many scenes so her character arc is a lot more like playing out through her actions and stuff Uh and i think she does really well is there anything else you want to talk about or do you want to go to the let's go to the totals go to the totals okay what did you think hunter um i think this is a great watch i was really impressed with it um even going back now and i rewatching it like this was i chose it because i like this movie yeah. But there's always a chance you'll watch something again and be like, nah, doesn't hit the same way it did or whatever. And like I said, it, it didn't hit quite the same way it once did. But I think everything that worked in it for me before still works. Um, it's incredibly charming. And a lot of stuff this time was like funnier that I, I hadn't noticed before. And, and like, like we talked about, really smart writing. Yeah, no, it's a great cast. And, you know, just drives home that like Heath Ledger had legit like star power right from oh, the yeah. start. Absolutely. Yeah, um, so this, the uh, screenplay was uh, Kirsten Smith and Karen McCullough co-wrote it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, and so they've collaborated together on a couple of different screenplays. Oh, yeah? And stuff. What yeah. Else? I mean, oh, yes, yeah, so they also did Legally Blonde. Oh, wow. Yeah. Legally Blonde is great. Which is another, yeah, like, just very well, you know. Yeah, strong character, a yeah. lot of humor. Yeah. Very funny. Yep. I mean, also good performances, yes. but they're not yeah. responsible for that. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I, there's not a way to, like, look up no, no. pairs. That's, yeah, no. So, but, yeah. Yeah, and so, I mean, like, yeah, they seem to uh, collaborate pretty frequently on, again, pretty well-structured, uh, you know, romantic comedy, you know. Yeah, even if this isn't your cup of tea, you know, like, kind of movie, it's got really good bones. Yeah. And, like... Absolutely. I think you could probably you, you could do worse than to watch this, especially if you're like interested in screenwriting or something, because this is really smart. It all supports itself in yeah. a really like you know really solid way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, this is a great watch. Yeah, uh, I concur. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like I said, it's this isn't my genre, um, but this is always one that's been like my, you know, like one of my. Uh, Oh, except for the, you know, like, this is one of the... Yeah, yeah, exceptions, yeah. they call yeah. those. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Shakespeare invented that word. Sure. It's good. Um, I like it a lot. And, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, it... I think it felt deeper when I was younger. And now that I'm older, it isn't necessarily as, like... It doesn't have as much to say, but it definitely still says it stylishly. So, sure. Yeah. So... You know, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think when you're a teen, like, you, if you're a certain kind of person, uh, you definitely want a movie to tell you, like, just be yourself. Yeah. And then show you that people who are just being themselves and, like, you know, uh, uh, you know, doing the right thing and trying to be good people all, you know, can end up with, like, also decent people. Yeah, and here's the thing. That is totally true, except it tends to happen in college. But, sure. you know, it's not like it couldn't happen in high school. So yeah, it's all yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, it's also, ah, man, I didn't, I mean, like, I knew everybody in this was, like, seniors and stuff, but, like, 
that doesn't really hit until you've actually graduated from high school that like then you leave and everything changes <laughs> and so you know like I don't know unless uh, he follows her across the country they don't have a romance anymore you know why wouldn't he follow her across the country what's he get what's he doing I don't know I'm just saying he graduated yeah he spent a year with his uncle in Montana yeah I'm just saying you know and then yeah like uh, uh Bianca and Cameron are going to be long distance unless he stays in town or whatever. Although he might, because honestly, he's an Ari brat. So, you know, he might, he might when he has the opportunity to choose. Yeah, I really hope none be. of them was in one of the planes that got taken over on 9 oh, 11. Like, boy. what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> Why no. are you poo pooing this, like, romance? At no, the no, end? no, no, no. It was just, it was something that I was, like, uh, you know, thinking about this time when I was watching where I'm like, wow, yeah, like, I didn't think about how many. Because we only talk about Kat going to college, but it's most of the cast. Well, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're all seniors, I guess. Yeah, except for Kat and... Bianca's Kat, not. Except for Bianca and Chastity. They're yeah, sophomores. they're not. They're sophomores. Yeah. So that's specifically mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. But like everybody else, yeah. 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 But also, Just, you know. they're, they're, you know, they're seniors. They're about to be 18. Like, that means they can make their own fucking decisions. Yeah. So if Joseph Gordon-Levitt wants to stay in town, he can stay in town. Good job. Yeah. yeah. That bum... <laughs> good job you bum yeah i don't think we see anybody work except for joey i we don't even see him work but we hear about like these getting these mod- getting these modeling gigs yeah 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 getting well, they're in high school like they don't have to have jobs all my friends had jobs sure but it's a movie <laughs> yeah it's not a docu-fucking-mentary i know i know like yeah it was also the 90s so we like... talked about how this like pushed the boundaries of like real like real life and yeah so yeah, we don't need to see to know what their jobs right. are. It's fine. Okay. They all have cars. They're all independently wealthy. Who cares? Yeah. They're all fucking heirs to shampoo fortunes. Like who cares? Uh-huh. That was also something I couldn't believe how many people had cars. Yeah. Yeah, it's a movie. Uh-huh. You know, I don't know how things were in the 90s and in 1999 in Seattle. Like who knows? Mm-hmm. But it's a movie. So what is your final 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 note you want to say or anything? Nope, it's a great watch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's it. All right. You don't like what I talk about. No, I just didn't. You're like, well, you know, they probably all broke up after this. It's like, okay. I get what you're saying, but like, yeah, they're seniors in high school and like, then everything, you know, that's the point in your life when half your friends are going to like move and, you know, even the ones that don't move are now starting like careers and they're putting, you know, putting themselves on a life path and whatever. And they're not just going to hang out and do whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I get that. That That is different, but also like. Why, why would you bring that into this? It hadn't occurred to me before. Before this viewing? Yes. Which just that they were seniors? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, like, so many of them. A lot of, or, I mean, that ends up I think I thought being... Joseph Gordon-Levitt was younger, but then he's at the prom, so he has to be a senior. Yeah. And otherwise they wouldn't have let Bianca go, at least. I yeah. Think that's how that works. I think um, so. It's also a movie. I'm yeah, nice. but I mean, like, but the teacher got shot with an arrow. Yeah, but he's shorter than everybody, so I think I thought that he was like maybe a sophomore or a junior. Well, or something. he's a baby face. Too. I know, I know, I know. But yeah. yeah, I think I mean a lot of teen, you know, teen movies from this era. All it always ends at prom. Yeah. You know, that's well, that's part of what you were talking about the codifying of tropes. Yeah, is yeah, yeah. Prom is the like final showdown. Yeah, it's actually to the <laughs> point where when I watch something. And it's the thing at the end isn't prom. I'm always like, oh, like if it's just another dance or something, I'm always like, oh, I thought this was their prom. You know, like, because, yeah, it's just 
it's just the thing. It's yeah. a natural endpoint for, you know, your drama is set in high school or based around high school. So what's the natural endpoint for high school? Fucking prom. Or graduation occasionally, but usually yeah. that's just the post, you know. Yeah, well, because prom is a social event and graduation is less of a social event. Yeah, yeah, but I mean You just... might have a party afterwards, but like... Right. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's really where things are happening is when you have like a, a gathering that's, you know, less of a, a formal rite of passage or yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. You know. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. My prom was not any kind of <laughs> reckoning for anybody as far as I knew. You don't know. There was all kinds of drama going on. Yeah. Your teacher got shot in the butt with an arrow? Yeah. God, I wish. Some deserved it. Which one? Call them out. <laughs> I don't remember everybody's name. Maybe you got no. more than one. Yeah. Well, there was a gym teacher that would have deserved it, but I don't remember his name. Um. But, oh boy. Uh- <laughs> yeah, I don't remember most yeah. of my teachers I didn't like. Yeah. Um, I just was like, I'm done with you. This is actually junior high, not high school, but... So I graduated from junior high. Like, yeah. you know, I moved to onto high school and um in the like summer between those two things happening like my friends were over at my house and um some like kids were like younger like a little younger than us but like um you know from my neighborhood were around and we were all kind of like just like you know goofing around on the front lawn Uh you know whatever and one of my friends um like they were wrestling with one of these kids mm-hmm. and like body slammed him and the kid started like crying and making a big deal out of it and was like my leg is broken spoilers his leg was not broken but his parents uh came and like overreacted and they cut his pants off with scissors oh on the God. front lawn to see if the bone was sticking out spoilers it wasn't spoilers nothing was wrong with this kid but then um they <laughs> they like i guess said something at the school they wanted to find out like who the kid was i didn't go to the school anymore but my one of my best friends uh his younger brother and sister still went to the grade school uh-huh so we would go there after school every day to pick up his brother and sister and walk them home after like getting out of high school we would go there and um so we we go in and they're in the like you know they're not in their classroom or wherever they usually wait they're being held in the principal's office so my friend and I get called into the principal's office and they interrogate us as to the name of our other friend that, you know, injured this child. And I'm like, so what was the injury exactly? She wasn't actually the principal. She was like the assistant principal or whatever. But she was like, uh, well, I'm not at liberty to say. I'm like, well, I'm going to need to see some medical records or something. I'm like, I'm not <laughs> I'm not giving you my friends like information over nothing. I was like, because, you know, this kid's parents freaked out and cut his jeans off and you want my friend to pay for new jeans or whatever the fuck or mental anguish, or whatever kind of nonsense. I was like, this is all garbage. And I was like, unless I see, like, oh, he's got a leg cast on, then maybe. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, you're going to tell us his name. And I was like, okay. And I just made some shit up. Like, I was like, oh, I don't really know him. I just met him over the summer. Uh, we call him Kentucky, or whatever. <laughs> and my other friend that was with me, we just, like, just openly laughing. And she's like, you have to tell me. I was like, I don't. I don't go here anymore. You have no power over me. <laughs> I don't and you can't hold these kids yeah i was like i was like we're just gonna go now i'm not giving you any information and i guess that's the end of it i'll see you tomorrow and i just like we just left <laughs> once again kids don't take any shit do not take any shit 
you know, if 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 my friend had like body slammed that kid and his fucking thigh bone was poking out, I would have been like, oh, here's his name, here's his address, you know, if yeah. if you know, here's his date of birth, here's yeah. as much of his social security number as I know. Right. Yeah. I'd be like, know? here you go, because yeah. like that that would be the yeah. right thing to do. Yeah. I will rat this asshole out. But also, yeah. I would like to think that but, my friend would have been like, I broke his leg. Wow. Okay. I'll call my parents. Like, we'll have to figure this out. Yeah. You know, like. It's a, yeah, a bunch of uh, overinflated nonsense. I also once uh, jokingly threatened to break a teacher's thumbs if she didn't give us uh, the answers to a science quiz. Uh huh. You couldn't do that today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a it was a golden era. Yeah. The early two thousands, late late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, I was my friends and I were walking by the school. Saw our teacher leaving. Like we were walking by after school. Uh huh. And I guess she was leaving. You know, late after grading papers or whatever. Hey, Miss Whatever. It's like. Give us the answers to the science quiz and we'll break your thumbs. Uh-huh. Like exactly like that. Yeah. And she laughed and I was like, oh, good. Yeah. 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 And she thought we were very funny boys, which yeah. we were. And then we were like, all right, see you later. See you tomorrow. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, you couldn't do that now. Uh-huh. It's not cool. Don't do that, kids. Don't threaten your teachers. <laughs> they don't know if you're serious. Yeah. It's the worst time. Yeah. <laughs> Better start believing in dystopias because you're in one. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> is it every episode that I find a reason to say that? Probably. Um, okay. So thanks everybody for listening. Allison, thanks for doing this with me again. Of course. Thanks for watching 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes. Real quick, do you have 10 Things uh, You Hate About Me? Uh, I hate how you keep on telling people you're going to break their thumbs. <laughs> it's, I've only done it like that time. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I hate when uh, you wash your hands and then flap them at me so that little <laughs> droplets fly across my face because it's weird fair you also do it to the cats i do do it to the cats they also don't like it no really objectively why do i still do it i don't know no one likes it yeah no one's ever been like ah refreshing yeah. <laughs> not a single time no yeah i'm a jerk all right no you're fine no i'm a jerk uh so that's two that's two that's you know we'll tune in next tune in next episode you might have the full list yeah uh until then you can follow us on social media at hate watch great watch podcast that's hwgw podcast on twitter and instagram uh you can email us with questions comments requests concerns uh, things you hate things you hate 10 things lists of 10 things like david letterman yeah top 10 list hey paul hey paul we have a top 10 list Bibbidi bop bop do top ten list, yeah. It's my Paul Schaefer. I don't have a keyboard in front of me. It's better when you have a keyboard. <laughs> yeah, he's doing uh, spider hands. <laughs> yeah. That's a callback. <laughs> uh, so yeah, write us, uh, email us your top ten, ten things I hate about you lists. You can send that to write, hate, watch, great watch. That's W-R-I-T-E-H-W-G-W at gmail.com. You can find us every other Wednesday. That's every, every other Wednesday. Wednesday on the Movie John Podcast Network. And um, even though they've actually now been added to the network for some time, this is the first episode we're recording after adding the Disney Deviants podcast. So hi to the Disney Deviants. Welcome to the welcome to the family. So you have a bunch of podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we're at like 11, 10 or 11 now. Yeah. It's like a full network, baby. Yeah. So if you like our content and you think you might like other people's content, definitely try uh, some other people's content. Yeah. Um, if you, you don't know. like our content, then maybe you like something better. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I think, you know, with uh, people being able to maybe, you know, safely intermingle, um, we'll probably try to have more crossover episodes where you can get, uh, you know, an idea of 
you know, the, the tone and the, you know, sense of humor and the temperament of the other hosts and yeah. what they're into, and maybe you'll check out their podcast, and that'll be fun. That'll be fun, right, gang? Right, gang? Support the network? <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. You're a good dude. I'm alright. Got a million um, dollar shampoo idea, though, so... Hit me up. Pretty good. Hey, doing bang. Want to diversify? Doing pretty well. Bang shampoo. Bang. Energy drinks and shampoo. Uh-huh. Don't confuse them, but we're putting them in the same packaging. <laughs> Can you imagine a pop-top shampoo? Yeah. Like, <laughs> pouring shampoo. That's my other shampoo Just commercial you crave idea. crave inside and out. That's gross. <laughs>